Did you guys see that? It it didn't skip a frame in the intro. We up we updated OBS and it didn't skip a frame. It was Barry's fault all along. Oh, wait. wait, did it? Immediately someone in my chat goes, no, it did. God damn it. <laughs> all right. So, Barry, <laughs> you broke it. Why would you do this? Oh well. Well, it did it lagged in the beginning, if that's what I'm saying. It didn't show this chat. We didn't actually. Get, I think this. We didn't get bone zoned. I think this time it skipped two frames. What happened? Oh boy! Oh boy! Yep. <laughs> well, uh, this show's gonna boy. suck. How are you guys doing? Yep. Good, okay. I, okay. Well, I was okay. I know it ruined but my. Now I'm too. not. It you ruined, ruined my, my entire morning. Unbelievable. Confirmed. I just, uh, it's 100%. just. It's a fucking shit show. And I've got a, why is the dog just suddenly behind me? It's all going crazy here on Drop Frames. Welcome. It's another Sunday. Uh, it's been a busy week in the in the world of video games. Not only are there video games out and about, Xbox decided to just leak everything. Because uh, that's been kind of covering the, do you guys know that Phil Spencer wanted to buy Nintendo? Did you guys see those headlines? To be fair, I'm pretty sure Phil wants to buy everything. I think he does now. Yeah, I think it, you can lock it in. That's kind of the plan. He wants to get everything. He wants to get everything. Uh, we've also got updates on Unity. Also, I loved Xbox tweet. They posted the like weird sideways monkey puppet looking thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like, oh lord. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, so how you guys doing today? <laughs> it's it's been a week for them. Uh, Nothing to see here. Definitely been a week for them. TGS also happened. We got uh, some news on Final Fantasy VII remake. No, re. I hate. What are they? What's the remix? Nope, not remix. Re something. I'm Imag- imagining. What the he- rebirth? Jesus. Ah. I hate that naming nomenclature that they use. Maybe it's just called re. Maybe we'll just call it that from now on. It's re. Re. Yeah, yeah. That happened. Final um, Fantasy re. I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, and then uh, Cyberpunk release 2.0 and uh, Tuesday Phantom Liberty come out. Uh, I think the streaming embargo is tomorrow. Is that right, Co? Tomorrow morning. Yes, it is. Tomorrow morning. Yeah. And reviews have come out and just all sorts of good, good. Yeah, the reviews uh pretty positive from what I've seen. We'll uh, we'll check in with Co. I think he's the the one of three of us, uh, the only one of three of us that has been playing 2.0. Um, so I'm curious to check in with that. But before we get to all uh, that, oh, but, nope, nope, Zeke, let's do it. Oh, I was I was gonna ask it. Um, do you is this one of the DLCs that you have to like complete the game in order to start playing, or is it is like interwoven in the middle? So this is an expansion that is in the middle of the game. You have to complete okay. um, a Voodoo Boys quest transmission. If you're familiar with the base game, uh, which is about it, it's definitely a bit into the game. Yeah. Um, you everything is contained inside Phantom Liberty, though. So like the new ending and stuff like this, we had confirmed by the devs. Like you don't need to do anything in the base game to influence the stuff you do there. Um, but you can start a game directly at the expansion if you choose to, a la Witcher Three style stuff. So. Okay. Um, if you have, like, a 100% run save before the end, you can just use that. Or you can do what I did. I started a new game just a few days ago. Or you can just start a new game on Tuesday. 
and do, go right into the new stuff. Do you know how they're handling like decisions uh, for those earlier quests? Uh, if you just decide to jump straight into the DLC, I have no idea. Okay. I'm guessing there's like a canon thing they're doing. Ah, so um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. Um, that might be the route I go, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll talk cyberpunk in just a bit. Let's talk unity because they've had a uh, man. Uh, if you weren't depressed already after last week's show, well, stay tuned. We've got more <laughs> unity. Uh, get that <laughs> bottle ready to drink. Cause we have some news for you. Uh, so we'll just go like chronologically here. So on the 17th, which is actually last Sunday evening, funny enough that yeah. we were wondering when they were going to come out and say something. And it was last Sunday evening at 6.13 Central, which is 7.13 Eastern, uh, about four hours after our show typically ends. Uh, not that we had anything to do with this. But uh, they I think it was us. Yeah, it was mostly Rami. It was actually Rami. It was us. It was us, yeah. Rami. They tweeted, uh, we have heard you. We apologize. This is the best part. We apologize for the confusion and the angst the runtime fee policy we announced on Tuesday caused. We are listening talking to our team members, community, customers, and partners, and we will be making changes to the policy. We will share an update in a couple of days. Thank you for your honest and critical feedback. I uh, I translated that tweet in case anyone was curious and had a reply on there um, as well. Yeah, I, a lot of people went in on them uh, on that tweet. <laughs> uh, I did too, but my, I, was, I, was, I used a lot more vulgarity. Yeah. It could have all been summed up into an image, though, from South Park. Um, we are sorry. Yes. So sorry. Yes. See, and the thing is, like, uh, people bring up that, that nipple rubbing. Like, I saw you post that, uh, JP, as well. Yeah. But the, the, the one that it reminds me of, and it's so apropos because they actually are, like, in the sh- within the South Park show, they are dealing with EA. Yeah. Uh, because it was a whole, uh, like, uh, NCAA, you know, basketball players not getting play- paid for their images, blah, blah, blah. That's what comes to my mind is the EA, uh, like he's like a, a like a, a southern like like fucking like a, a Colonel Sanders looking guy. He's like, yeah, they want more money. I say fuck them. I piss in your face, and that's what he says. I fuck them. I piss in your face, and I'm like, that's what it's. That's what it feels like to me. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. I've I feel Opera GX. Uh, the Twitter account had the best response. And that, that Twitter was, account's amazing. Oh, that was not there because uh, OBS. It, basically, it's the frog of shame. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it uh, let me let me. I, I want to show it to everyone. But new OBS update. You know how this goes. Uh, let's do that. Let's do that. I'll walk through this. Best timed update OBS right before a show. Well, now this happened. Uh, <laughs> but yes, also I don't know what happened. <laughs> I was gonna say like. It's the frog of shame. If the frog of shame gets more likes than the original tweet, then your tweet really sucks. And it did by about 40,000 likes. Uh, so Jesus. They stay winning. <laughs> by about 40,000 likes. Yeah, the original tweet had 24,000. This one had 67,000. So good job, Opera GX. But yeah, everyone clowned on him for this. Uh, it was an absolute uh, shit show. No. Yep. And then uh, on the 22nd, Mark Whidden posted an open letter to our community on the uh, blog talking about everything that happened here. I'll pull that up so we can read it together. Um, To To our our community. Yeah, go ahead. You read it, Zeke. You read it. 
I'm Mark Witten, and I lead Unity Create, which includes the Unity Engine and Editor teams. I wanted to start with this. I am sorry. So sorry. <clears throat> we should have spoken uh, with more of you, and we should have incorporated more of your feedback before announcing our new runtime fee policy. Our goal with this, new, with this policy is to ensure we can continue to support you today and tomorrow and keep d deeply investigating in, uh, investing in our game. Uh, excuse me, in our game engine. You are what makes Unity great, and we know we need to listen and work hard to earn your trust. We have heard your concerns, and we are making changes in the policy we announced to address them. Our, our Unity Personal plan will remain free, and there will be no runtime fee for games built on Unity Personal. We will be increasing the cap from $100,000 to $200,000, and we will remove the requirement to use the Made with Unity splash screen. No game with less than $1 million in, tra uh, in trailing 12-month revenue will be subject to, fee to the fee. Uh, for those cre uh, creators on Unity Pro and Unity Enterprise, we are also making changes based on your feedback. The runtime fee policy will only apply beginning with the next LTS version of Unity. Let's stop and say LTS, long-term service version of Unity, which means the Unity version that they will continue to update until the next long-term ser service version. So if you're look using an the, old okay, version... Um, <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> what that what that statement uh, is basically saying is that the new version of Unity that will have the, you know, the updates and the patches and all that kind of shit, um, that's what they are going to apply the, the runtime fee to, and not anything that is, uh, not any Unity version that's been uh, previous. Mm -hmm. So uh, you'll uh, if, if you're using that version, you're stuck with it, or if you're using that version... They're not going to update it anymore, but you can still use it and not get the fee. Right. Uh, and that's uh, in shipping in 2024 and beyond. Your games that are currently shipped and the project you are currently working on will not be included unless you choose to upgrade them to this new version of Unity. We will make sure that you can stay on the terms applicable for the version of Unity Editor you are using as long as you keep using that version. For games that are subject to the runtime fee, we are giving you a choice of either a 2.5% revenue share or the calculated amount based on the number of new people engaging with your game each month. Both of these numbers are self-reported from the uh, from data you have uh, already have available. You will always be billed. This is the important part. You will always be billed the lesser amount. So, what that self-reporting what that means is you you give them like the one you want to pay i think is that correct i believe so yeah you give them like say okay two point you added up 2.5 percent or the runtime fee whichever one is less that's the one we'll pay and that's what the self-reporting means it, it doesn't mean like hey we didn't make any money <laughs> we're not his what we owe you here you go yeah uh because that was very much like self-reporting is for those uh, like me who are not in the the know, it's like it's very misleading when you when you see self reporting. Yeah, but I think that's what it means. Uh, we want to continue to build the best engine for creators. We truly love this industry, and you are the reason why. I'd like to invite you to a blah 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 fireside chat blah blah. Which I didn't tune in. Thank into. you for yeah. caring. Oh, yeah. Thank you for caring as deeply as you do, 
and thank you for giving us hard feedback mark Witten. <laughs> hard feedback yeah i don't know how oh, that yeah. fireside chat went uh, i don't know if anyone in chat watched or, or read uh about it but i'm sure it was an absolute fucking shit show um or heavily moderated maybe both but yeah this is what they put out there uh it's yeah i uh, it's one of those things where it's i think co always says this and it it's I hate being this cynical, but it's one of those things where it's like, is this what they wanted to do all along? And like they put out the extreme so that this doesn't seem, well, you know, that crazy. There's also, there's also some other stuff going on where it's like the fact that we're even seeing them walk it back is yeah. because there were rumors that what they were trying to do was actually illegal in some parts sure. of the world. So it's not like they did this because they wanted to. It's because they saw an opportunity to potentially score some PR and walk it back because they had to. Yeah. So it's there. There's there's. But, the, yeah. but then Rami, again, how would now, they not to be fair, to know be fair, that? when that first thing came out, Rami did post a relatively positive tweet. Yeah. I don't know if you have that up, but he was like, I okay. Up, yeah. Like, yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's been. And yeah. it was less than Rami, like, expected. He, he, he threw around 5% of the, of the, Which is, the, uh, the unreal standard. <clears throat> yeah. Let's see. Uh, he said, yeah. Uh, yeah, he said, you know what? On first gla- glance, I think this works. It it works. It's effectively a 2.5% revenue share for a 1 million plus uh, slash year earners. No retroactivity left. LTS stability, no black box data. I think that uh, works for every use case. Um, I wish they had launched with this because of uh, because this is super acceptable. I do think a lot of the damage done is going to linger at least a bit. Trust is a fickle thing, and it's hard to say exactly what the damage will be. Uh, but this should count as a first step to rebuilding that trust. I know many. Uh, I know how many people, both in and outside of the Unity, fought for this current outcome, and I hope you all know it's super appreciated. Take some rest. And then I think he posted a full uh, Games Radar did like a, a, a dev commentary around the updated. Um, Thing that we just read and so he's included and then and a bunch of other devs are as well um but yeah it's over the damage is done i agree with them um 100 and we'll we'll just have to i guess see what happens it probably won't venture too much into like our world as as streamers and whatnot i'm probably sure a, a lot of devs will be uh the focus of this and, and dealing with it in the future for sure um so we'll have rami on in a couple of uh I would say in a couple of weeks and just be like, so <laughs> how is unity? How did all that go? Uh, what are the conversations like? Um, it didn't kind of end there though, in terms of unity, putting their foot in their mouth. Uh, they responded to a tweet. Hold on. There's more. <laughs> yeah. They responded to a tweet from uh, a Twitter account, indie game DAV. Um, and basically, uh, there's some context here, but I'll just read their full response. Uh, the Unity tweet says, I totally hear your frustration. Just to echo what Mark said, we are so sorry for our earlier actions. Genuinely uh, disappointed at how our removal of the TOS has been framed across the internet. We removed it way before the pricing change was announced because the views were so low and they bolded that. Not because we didn't want people to see it. We have heard the concerns from the community about the TOS loud and clear. The new runtime fee policy will only uh, apply beginning with the next LTS version of Unity, blah, blah, blah. 
And Mark's response here is true. You can stay on the terms applicable for that version of Unity you're using as long as you keep using that version. So we do have Fireside Chat. La, yada, yada. Yeah. But, you know, we're moving because things from the top. views were so low. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that even how do you, mean? How do you remove something? They're not like... like- how- <laughs> And to then bold that, like it's a valid reason. Like anyone yeah, we're, we're is going to read like, that. Oh, okay. Oh, it's because the views were low. That's why. That's duh. Why? That, that makes sense. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the, our this incredible content, you know, our TOS. Why weren't people reading and watching it? That whole terms <laughs> of service thing. Oh man, <laughs> just a just a nightmare. <laughs> just a weird response. For them to say, um, doesn't really have any actual, you know, meaningful impact on anything, but it's just like, really? Like, why even say that? What are you doing? Exactly. Why? Why Why even? Why? It's just like this. It's like a, it's like a one out of 100 speech check that you're just, that you didn't need to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. Uh, well, it's, I, I got, you got to imagine it's like, um, uh, 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 like, like when you get a script for a movie and it gets green light, green lit, green lit by a studio, but then it passes through so many fucking hands on the way. Like, just their their social media presence, like it passes through so many hands that it becomes like, like either terrible or gobbledygook or garbage by the time it gets out to the public. It's like, yeah. no, no, I want to change this one word, and then you know, three guys down the line, like, I want to change that one. I'm gonna change this whole sentence. And then by the time it gets out there, it's like, we poop it on the street and we eat it. And like, wait, what the fuck? How did that get in there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a weird thing. But at least. Uh, PR telephone. At least it's it's like kind of coming to a close. Uh, and that, that whole thing is over. I'm sure Unity is very happy about not being uh, the target of the entire industry. <laughs> being a for shit now. Show. Yeah, for now. For now. Until they try it again. That's right. Thinks they're going to. That's right. Yeah, we will see if they hold true to their. Uh, the big their thing statement. that's like the takeaway from this is nobody who is just now starting or starting in the near future that has even a single brush against the skin of the pulse of this situation should be considering unity in any capacity in terms of and and. We may not see the ramifications of this Unity stuff now, but in two, three, four, five years, when these projects are going to be coming to fruition and actually coming to market, I bet we're going to see Unity plummet in terms of market value. So this decision now is not only going to affect them currently, but in years, it's going to be catastrophic. Yeah. Catastrophic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I had already seen a handful of, of different reports, and Rami talked about it last week as well where in uh, game design school and, and, and teaching schools, they were not going to teach Unity anymore. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, well, dude, would you even go to school to learn Unity anymore? Like, what? can you imagine being one of the people that is like actually dedicated to being a positive force that still work at Unity, knowing that like, God, no matter yeah. how good you do, like there is a very solid chance that even if you were to work miracles that in two to five years, it's gone. Like it doesn't matter. Like none of it matters. Yeah. Like, I cannot imagine what that does for motivation at that company. It's, it's, ugh, yeah, yeah. it's just terrible. <laughs> Gotta be terrible. 
<laughs> by the way, did you see like did you look at any of the responses to the the open letter tweet? Uh-uh. Like, the first one that I see, I don't know if it's the first one for you, but the first response I see is a one-word review from uh, one Italian <laughs> that says, bitch. <laughs> That's all it says. Nice. That's very apt. It's very Gethalian-esque <laughs> in his response. Strong. It is very yeah. Gethalian-esque, yeah. Fucking hilarious. It's good stuff. Uh, I will say, though, I will say, on that on that tweet, if you, uh, the, it's, a, it's a tweet that links to their open letter on their on their own site but uh if you look at the 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 x the the z i don't fucking tweet i'm gonna say tweet forever um if you look there they they do like uh a pretty good job or not a pretty good job but i mean they answer a lot of questions like in replies uh from from other people and um there is uh because you were talking about like being taught in school and stuff there, I can't, I'm trying to find it, but there is a reply from them talking about education. And, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, from what I remember, it won't be applied. The The fee won't be applied to educational material or, or educational institutions or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is what it is. We'll see. It's sad, man. They were, they were kind of like a, they were a good boy. Of game dev they were a good boy for the most to see part this yeah. be like uh be this to see this be the potential impetus of what leads to their implosion is unfortunate unfortunate yeah i i mean there you could also look at it like you know there now this is a leg up for for things like godot uh they're getting a mm-hmm. shit ton of support both uh, oh yeah social and financial support i th- i think it was the terraria devs um yep. where they did like a hundred thousand uh towards godot um, they're just kind of, you know, raking it in and hopefully that support continues and it's not just, uh, you know, the current spotlight, but it's good stuff, uh, for that. And hopefully they can, they can create a, a, uh, competition or a competitive platform. Um, cause that's, that's the best thing I think for the industry ultimately is the more, uh, you know, engines out there that are all equally good, then those rates, uh, become competitive with one another. So that's just how it works. We will have to see. Uh, it goes right on the money where it's, you know, a couple of years from now, once all those projects in, that's where the the real, that's when things will start to actually take yep. effect. Like even even if they somehow pull themselves out of this current hole, like, again, years from now is going to be a whole second thing to yeah. have to deal with. <laughs> I would be surprised if uh, you start seeing some C-level executives uh, leave in about two years. <laughs> where they're just like, they they got to be doing that, that, that Charlie Brown, like sad walk to work every, like a lot of Unity employees. The CEO, all, oh, the, yeah, yeah. The employees, just the CEOs are just walking like this on their phone. Oh, oh yeah. No, the CEOs. No, I'm talking about like the lower level employees, you know? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I got to go to work again. Uh, oh, I found it. Um, so someone asked, uh, what about enterprise use cases? How, uh, how does it make sense for NASA to publish any kind of interactive game and inherit the risk of success? And they say, hey, Gary, uh, name. Uh, happy to help you give you some clarification. While I cannot speak to NASA or any other agency who might be using Unity specifically, I can share, this is from Unity directly, I can share that we have some ex- exemption cases, one of which is education, which will... Uh, we also exclude those on the Unity industry plan. So that is from the official uh, Unity Twitter. Cool. Yeah. Well, maybe that keeps it in, in school, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> See, something. 
yeah, we'll man, see. That's up to. I, I think they're going to be looking at other stuff, uh, and we'll just. I think. I think it becomes much less about a licensing issue and much more of a. We're here to actually enrich and guide our students into a direction that will be advantageous to them. Should we be picking this engine or those means? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe we're going to see a lot of more Godot classes start springing up, things of that nature. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I wonder if you can create a game and say it's educational <laughs> and then give it be exempt like some loophole. <laughs> That's the self reporting. Zeke. Right. <laughs> you can imagine Zeke like. <laughs> Zeke's triple X adventure. It's an anatomy lesson. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh man. <laughs> let's uh let's shift gears and talk about this Microsoft leak. Uh first off, how did it happen? Well, everyone <laughs> thought that it was the FTC that leaked it. I was gonna say, is it really a leak? Then the FTC Leaking? denied blame. And said that it was Microsoft that accidentally uploaded this stuff, I think. Uh, Douglas Farrar, who's the FTC spokesperson, uh, said, quote, the FTC was not responsible for uploading Microsoft's plans for its games and consoles to the court website. Uh, Microsoft did not respond, at least on September 19th, <laughs> when this article was written, for requests for comments. But the incident was the second data leak involving the company on Monday after it was real that Microsoft employees in June accidentally exposed 38 terabytes of data including troves of private keys, passwords, and internal Microsoft Teams messages from hundreds of employees. So the leaks came out, and holy shit, it's probably one of the biggest leaks, if not the biggest leak, in, like, Microsoft video game history. Uh, there's just wild stuff in here. Uh, the not-so-wild are are stuff. They're still going through it, right? Yeah, I, a lot of it is still being filtered. Some of the, the high points are the... The points that are out there, um, some of the the not so uh, crazy stuff, the stuff that we kind of expected. Elder Scrolls Six will be an Xbox console exclusive. Kind of makes sense where you know Starfield just launched and and that's doing what it's doing, but some people were shocked by that as it will be skipping the uh, the PlayStation platform. Um, Activision was briefed on the Switch successor uh, late last year, um, and there were emails about that. Uh, December 2022 is when that came. Uh, they were heavily, re, uh, heavily redacted, though. Um, and one email revealed preparations for meeting between Nintendo uh, president and uh, several Activision executives, including Bobby Kotick. Um, they are planning to really... Uh, feel free to stop me and jump in whenever you guys want. I'm just going to keep reading all this stuff. Oh, no. There's a lot. Uh, Microsoft is planning to release an updated uh, Series X and S models uh, next year. Uh, the new Xbox Series X, codenamed Brooklyn, uh, it's more compact and uh, than the original Series X, and like the Series S, lacks a disk drive. Uh, the document also revealed that this console will feature a two terabyte uh, storage as well as sixteen gigabyte of RAM and will come in one hundred percent recyclable packaging. Uh, the updated Series S, codenamed Elwood, will include ten gigs of RAM. Pricing will remain the same as its predecessors, according to the leaks. Document notes that uh, both the consoles will be announced concurrently next summer, with Elwood releasing in August 2024 and Brooklyn releasing in uh, October of 2024. Uh, they explained placing a two-month release gap between the consoles in order to give Elwood a moment to shine, a quote, moment to shine, before Brooklyn becomes the more sought-after console ahead of the holiday 2024 release. Fallout 3 and Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion are apparently getting remastered. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm curious what that means. Yeah. Like, what, are, what are they going to, what are they going to do with that? Uh, this was a three-year-old document from Bethesda's release schedule prior to the Microsoft acquisition of ZeniMax Media in 2021. Uh, the document included some unannounced games, most notably remasters for Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, and Fallout 3. Um, and they didn't really go into anything other than that. They also revealed uh, in that document uh, the fact that Starfield was forecasted to generate $900 million in revenue. Though, again, this information is likely dated due to the document being published before Microsoft closed its acquisition of Bethesda's parent company. So, three-year-old information. We'll see if that actually comes true. Uh, mm-hmm. Co, where, how would Fallout 3 and Elder Scrolls 4 remastered? Is that, is that a yay? Is that Again, a like? It, it completely depends on what they're doing. Like a remaster generally just means that they're trying to re-release it in a state that runs decently on new systems, um, which I'm guessing they're doing. I mean, that could be kind of cool, but the problem is, I mean, if there's any two games that have been brought into the current day, age due to modding, it's sure. like those games. Yeah. So again, it kind of, it's kind of like, you know, what are they going to bring to the table with that? How much is it going to be? Um, now, one thing that's interesting, though, is especially uh, since we can assume more, the, the Oblivion one is probably because Elder Scrolls 6 is around the corner. They want to capitalize on that. The Fallout one's a little interesting because that means that they may be planning a Fallout announcement at some point in the near future. Um, since now Starfield is out, they don't really have an, like a, an announcement to make outside of ES6. Yeah. So they'll pro- and, and if there's one thing we know from Bethesda, they kind of like having something they're working on and something to kind of hype. And we don't really have something to hype right now. ZS6 is now the working on project. So sure. it may mean that we're going to be getting an announcement with like a Fallout 5 plus here's a remaster to tide you over until then something to spend your money on while you're hyped for 5 kind of thing. So Yeah. 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 See. We will see. Yeah, Starfield is still getting expansion. That's true. That's true. Good point. Have they said if that's... Do you think that's like a one and done deal, or do you think they're going to constantly? Have they said if they're going to constantly support that I, with more content? We know that. I think Chad, help me out here. I think there's something called Shattered Skies or okay. Shattered Steel or something along that. There, there's one major expansion announced, and they have said that they are going to continue supporting the game. Okay, you know, kind of a an, a, an amorphous marketing term, but uh, yeah. Oh, Chad is saying there's at least two DLCs coming. Okay. Okay. Oh, interesting. Chat bringing up the good point. Maybe the Fallout remaster is going to align with the TV show. Oh, fuck. I forgot that TV show. Exists. That's a great point. That's a very good point. <laughs> yep, that could that could very much very much be a thing. Is I mean, they especially after the Edge Runner stuff and everyone seeing that with Cyberpunk. Um not so much with the Last of Us stuff, but uh the Cyberpunk in particular was like a huge industry wake-up call to like, yo, we need to start mixing our media a bit more. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a great point. That may be why the Fallout 3 remaster honestly could have even been eight um, if they were trying to do that. Yep. Uh, Fallout 4 is a little, you can't really, I mean, Fallout 4 is relatively new. Like a remaster Fallout 4 wouldn't really do anything at this point. So. They remastered Last of Us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they, they could do New Vegas now too, since, especially since they have Obsidian under their umbrella. Sure, yeah. Maybe it's going to be a package. Yeah. Oh, and, where it's like all of them? That'd be kind of cool. No, no, it's like three in New Vegas. Like that would be, <clears throat> that should be kind of awesome. Yep. If they just did a remaster of New Vegas, like it's by and large people Fallout people's like favorite uh, yeah. Fallout. It's mine too as well. It's yeah. it's also interesting to think about Fallout Three and New Vegas still to this day in vanilla have a lot of bugs. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're going to just say screw it and like remaster it with all the bugs, or if they're actually going to do like you know attempt to patch it and make it something a little more rock tight, rock solid. Do you, I mean, let me ask the audience, like, 
Should I should I just play New Vegas so they it's guaranteed that they I'd announce a that. remaster? Yeah, I think I think, okay. I think someone yeah. needs to okay. get on that. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, give them the the hundred hundred month uh, request of a Fallout New Vegas for sure. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, for those who forgot, like myself, that Fallout TV series is supposed to premiere on Amazon in 2024, um, and that was first announced in 2020. I don't think they've shown. A, I don't. Is there a trailer out for anything, or is it? We had some behind the scenes stuff. Um, okay. but I don't think they're, I think they're still pretty quiet about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at a, some, some leaks Yeah, a little bit ago. I'm looking at a prime video tweet, uh, from August of this year that says vault 33 location, Los Angeles fallout and original series coming to prime video in 2024. So I guess that's where it's going to take place is LA. Um, has the fallout world ever been in California? Uh, I mean, a lot of the fallout lore stuff is from California and okay. there's, you know, some, um, some early, like, um, I mean, NCR is new California Republic. Okay. So, you know, that kind of stuff, but yeah, there, there's, there's definitely a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of lore around, around California they can play with. There's a lot of stuff that's like told in stories and you never really get to see what is talked about that happens. In California. Yeah, fallout one and two as well are, are heavily out there. Cool. Uh, Xbox is also uh, planning to release a next-gen Xbox console in 2028. Um, They're saying... So, one of the documents uh, released mentions that this new Xbox system will be a next-generation hybrid game platform. That's a quote, next-generation hybrid game platform. With development kits slated to launch in 2027... Uh, more interestingly, the document you can view above mentions a thin OS for a sub-99 consumer or handheld devices, implying that Microsoft may release a handheld device dedicated uh, to cloud games. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, that's, oh, Jesus. We're there, we're already talking about 2028. <laughs> it's only 20, it's five years out. It really gives you insight to how far they're thinking, though, uh, these companies that I think a lot of people are... Uh, not necessarily aware of um there was of course we already mentioned it the phil spencer really wanting to buy nintendo uh this was from an email in august 2020 uh where he was quote uh, enthusiastic about acquiring the studio behind the beloved game franchise such as mario and the legend of zelda this is ign's reporting uh he also noted in the email that the acquisition uh, and this is phil spencer's words quote would be a career moment end quote if it happened yeah, it would be. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Though. I mean, that's man. Uh, the email also revealed that Spencer was interested in acquiring Valve and Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, the latter of which would mean Xbox would own developers such as NetherRealm and Rocksteady. So Phil really was just out there saying, "Like, I was going to say, I want them all. Um, Give me every at, motherfucker at, at, at in this, this room point, right now." <laughs> at this point, drunken Phil Spencer then announced, "You know what? How about we just..." by sony and then <laughs> home depot and amazon and we'll just go from there why home depot does he need this? because why not because then they could buy lowe's later <laughs> oh man it's, it's and then so... they're gonna buy then they're gonna buy ford and then they're gonna <laughs> then they're just gonna buy germany the whole country the whole the whole no, freaking country they've got enough money man i i feel spencer would like to address board board of directors of xbox and I want to buy the moon. <laughs> How much? 
Does someone own it? I'm wait, gonna buy it. Wait, buy wait, it. wait, 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 wait. What if we buy Cuba and rename it Microsoft Landia? Oh my God, Phil, that's such a oh, good idea. I know. How do I do I it? Love you. you guys, oh, I, I love, love you. Too. Oh, I love you so much. That's such a good idea. <laughs> Drunk Phil Spencer sounds like it's something that would be on like a late night, like or something. I want to I want to hang out with Drunk Phil Spencer. Yeah, I want to know now like what Phil Spencer is like while drunk. Oh man, yeah. does he just yeah, like throw money everywhere? We should like, we should do that. It's I'll like buy Phil, this we... place. Fuck it. <laughs> Give me Phil. Food. Phil, we know you've been on Drop Frames, yeah. but we've never had drunk phil spencer that's right could we, we perhaps bring him on drop frames that's my perhaps secret yeah sloshed. i'm always drunk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> phil just answers like why do you think i always got that small smile on my face <laughs> i um, what about a controller you control with your butt <laughs> what about that it's gonna be a new controller. Well, two things. Play. One, he's never coming back on this show. And two, <laughs> I really wonder well, what his next that. what what the next interview looks like. Because how do you, how do you not ask him about any of this? Uh, he put out a tweet, which we'll get to. But like, you, man, you get a very a very nice lawyer waiver involved, saying this is what you can and can't talk yeah, about. I mean, but no, you're absolutely right, dude. Like they they literally have basically released the roadmap for the next two years for the entire company. And yeah. and. It, all it is is questions and confirmations and why this, why that. So yeah, and and I'm I'm halfway through this thing. Like there's so much stuff. Uh, there is a next new four years. Excuse me, next four years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've got some new uh, controllers. They're calling it additional gaming hardware. Beyond that, of new consoles. It was a slideshow from May 2022, <laughs> which shows basic concept, uh, concepts for a few devices, such as a one hand controller. And a mobile controller akin to the backbone of Razer Kishi. Or I think that's how you say that. An additional slide in the same document reveals a new game controller currently in the works under the name codename Sibyl, which, according to Xbox, will feature direct-to-cloud connectivity. That's the same thing that the Stadia controller uh, used, if you ever purchased one of those or, or heard the conversation around all that. Um, there's so, also... Go ahead, go ahead. Just throwing this out there, the idea of a fully functional, one-handed design from the ground-up controller from a major corporation is huge for accessibility. Yeah. Actually awesome. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. 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 Um, it also means that I could play games with one hand and do a lot of other things with my other, which I'm also pretty pretty jazzed about, to be honest. Do you guys want to just completely get out of the Xbox mean- conversation for a second? Because I have something to add to that. <laughs> That I watched he means yesterday. Cat, by the way. Uh-oh. Yeah, he meant. Pet oh, are cat. you playing Cyberpunk too? <laughs> I so I was watching a trailer for, uh, I think it was Assassin's Creed Mirage, right? And in the trailer, at the end of it, they do like this quick promo spiel where it's like, grab a Owo gaming skin for a more immersive experience in assassin's creed mirage and i'm like what the hell is that so i start researching this <clears throat> owo o-w-o the name not uwu. no not uwu the name is supposed to be like when you try this thing for the first time you're like oh whoa oh right oh and I, I caught their marketing pitch on that i thought that was kind of cute but okay. it's okay. a 500 suit okay 
It's a it's a vest oh, that I've you wear. This. Yeah, it's a vest that you wear, <laughs> and it's got it has uh, pads that oh uh, have electrical stimulation. It's like haptic electrical stimulation on your entire body. I'm on the. I might buy this because I just want to see how fucking insane this thing is. If you go to their website. Uh, we're giving them some, maybe they'll send us all. If you get, if you catch this, send us a game.com, by the way. If yeah. If, if you're, it. if you watch this, send us a thing. So these are the sensation libraries that they have for you. A ball, an ax, a punch, a dagger, an insect bite, a dart, a shot, a life abdominal I'm, wound, a I'm chest a, dagger wound. <laughs> I, I'm going to be waiting for the uh, 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 follow-up product, Ovo Pants Edition. <laughs> yeah. A shot with an exit wound. A severe abdominal wound. And then they have, like, different interactions, grip, machine gun recoils, all that stuff. You can also have a, quote, strange sensation. Wind, fast driving, stress. <laughs> This is not, this fall. is when this is the perfect opportunity for that office meme where it's just like nope don't want any of that nope <laughs> not a single I don't want a single one of those things I play video games so I can do that stuff and not feel it yeah that's why I play video games is so I have nothing to do with those physically yeah so did it's you, kind of did you, um, buy, <clears throat> did you by any chance see their their hashtag no what was it <laughs> it's it's hashtag feel the assassin. <laughs> Nice. Oh, God. ow, ow, man. Nice. Yeah, well, so that was the thing. I watched what? some uh, some different... Uh, or feel the ass for short. <laughs> they put... So, uh, yeah. There's a bunch of YouTubers that got to try this thing. Um, I think it was at CES earlier this year. Um, before this thing was readily available for 500 You can go buy it right now, apparently. Uh, and they're wearing the suit, and they said, like, hey, this is going to feel like you're being stabbed in the gut. <laughs> and the YouTuber's <laughs> like... What? And then they do it, and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like he said, it literally felt terrible. <laughs> and he's like, "Then this is gonna feel like you're being shot." And he's like, "I don't know what that feels like." And then they do it. And he's like, "He's like, oh god, now I do! Oh Jesus Christ!" <laughs> <laughs> so now I like, I don't, I, I just want to try it, but I'm also kind of nervous because what if it really, fu- like, what if you're playing Assassin's Creed? And you're fighting someone, right? And you do poorly. And you get stabbed. <laughs> you're never going to want to get stabbed again after that. Uh, so it, I'm going to start saying this, that I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. Okay, if pain's yeah. thing, more power to you, that's great. But that's I am weird. not one personally that derives any type of pleasure from pain. No. And the only thing I could see with a system like that is maybe the feeling of like, feeling the need to do better to avoid but right. here's the thing this is what gets so weird that would mean that i would put something on specifically not to use it that, that the best thing that could happen yeah. in my gaming is that this 500 hundred dollar device i'm using does not go off dude i'm right there with you and it's kind of like and co here's here's the follow-up here's the follow-up to what be you're great saying. for streams though that's also true but here's the follow-up co <sighs> If you go to their games supported, uh, natively, it's a handful of like VR games, nothing super big. But modders have gotten their hands on it. Mm. And there is a mod for League of Legends. 
like, somebody's been Does it read on, chat and every time know. someone insults you, it gives you a grievous stabbing pain? I don't know, the but bottom? someone that's been playing a lot of League recently, I think that would be hilarious if when you die, it's like, oh yeah, you just got stabbed a bunch of times. <laughs> oh, enjoy that death. Because I've got Fortnite, Valorant, Rocket League, CSGO, PUBG, World of Tanks, World of Warships. You uh, die so often in over like what yeah. like some of these games like all you do is die like the every forest among us half-life alex halo infinite apex legends super hot among us would be kind of wild if you're just like walking around and then you get like killed and it's it's like a stab wound to your back or I don't know I I like want to try I want to know what that feels like just once but I don't know if that's a $500 <laughs> thing that I should it's just shock, man. It's just shock. I cannot all it is. Like it's the I, only one I've been shocked before. I don't watching that like was like, oh, the first thing they're gonna do with that is adapt it to porn. No, yeah, like yeah. that's yeah. or that's or, the first or, thing I thought was like after Assassin's Creed, they're going to make it feel like, oh, someone's someone's rubbing you, someone's you know, like <laughs> like giving you a, a much pinchy. better thing would be connecting it to a bits system in a Twitch profile. So you could just shock the streamer oh my in different God. parts for bits. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they kind of outlawed that. Uh, oh, wait, actually, yeah, day, you can't do that, right? Doing charity, people doing wait charity stuff like with, with mousetraps. Well, wait, let's just hit, up the, let's hit up the kick CEO. They'll allow anything over there. Let's just let's go check out. the Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, they would probably make it part of their partner onboarding program. <laughs> you have to do an entire stream in the vest. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, oh my lord. Anyways, I told the you I would take you. us for a ride, and uh, yeah, I if if Owo is listening, send us all one, and we'll make some content once, probably. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: you can like, you can do that. I have no interest in doing that. Okay, all right. Co will already... not play Cyberpunk nope. unless it's like a charity goal that his community suckers him into. Probably. F- fuck yep. that! I'll do it. On, I'll do it right on this show. <laughs> um, well, to be fair, you would do anything show. for money. Yes, I mean, come on, dude. That's true. Wait, you're gonna pay me for it? Hey, icing on the cake. <laughs> true. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> no, I did. No, I did the the uh, um uh muscle stimulator thing. That uh, I saw a video on like a hilarious video where like these muscle stimulators they put it on your muscles and it, it's supposed to simulate yeah you know cramp yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, PMS cramps and stuff like that. So I've done something okay. similar to that. Yeah. That's what those say suits this. are, is the full body suits this. that do that. The only way that I would use something like that is with a proper mod support in something like Half-Life Alex. Well, it's got mod support think, for it, but I don't know like I how think proper it is. The idea of being in VR and getting like shot in the chest and feeling that shot, yeah. like I have to admit that that would be kind of next level. I don't really see that sitting in a keyboard and mouse. It's sitting at a keyboard and mouse. It just kind of sounds masochistic, yeah. but like from an immersive, an immersion standpoint, like, you know, you, a character hugs you in the game and the whole thing kind of like gives you a little feeling like they're actually putting pressure on you like that kind of thing. Like I can yeah, see it, that as being kind of next level. It originally was made for VR. So that's people are, oh, yeah. are utilizing <laughs> it for that already. You just made me like, just think of all the, all the, like all the lonely people out there who are just like, I want to hug you. What it feels like to have a hug, <laughs> and like <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's. Uh, no, God, I was thinking. I, wish... uh, 
I wish I could remember um, the YouTuber's name, but he, he put up a bunch of videos. There's one where it's like, I, I felt a VTuber rub my leg. <laughs> type video. That's, you know, that's out there now. If that's hey, what you want to feel. Dude. That's a thing. I didn't even think about the interactability with that. Like mm -hmm. if, if, you know, you're watching someone and then like, all right, put on your vest. Anybody who's wearing a vest, here we go. It's like, it's like ASMR, but like. Thrill Seeker. It was off the, the, was off the dome. Seeker. I'm sorry. Not great. Yeah. Um, no, no. I was think I was actually thinking like like an actual real world application that I would con like, you know, it's obviously pretty expensive now. Five hundred and whatever. It's five hundred euros yeah. to yeah, five hundred and thirty nine euros yeah. to pre order it. But like a real world application for, for me personally, or you know, maybe back in my youth was like acting like doing method acting and like if you're um because uh uh my my acting coach or acting teacher excuse me uh told me like yeah when i was doing this this character who had a limp i put a I put a tack in my shoe so i knew like every time i stepped on that it would you know oh, make wow. me limp yeah and she's like yeah, that yeah. like but like if if i was you know acting or whatever and like i got shot in the side like every, periodically the thing would like zap me to make you know to let me know, like, oh shit, yeah, you got a you got a gunshot wound or whatever. Yeah, I do find it kind of funny. It's like, so I want to get better at acting, so I'm just going to bypass that whole thing and physically hurt myself so I limp instead of acting like I have a limp. I'm just going to give myself a limp. Well, hey, can you just that, break that's... my leg real quick so I can limp around a little? But that's 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 <laughs> method. That's the thing. That's like the there's there's lots of schools of thought about acting, and method is one of them where you actually do stuff like that, like you simulate things. And there's a, a an old old story where um, uh, I think it was Dustin Hoffman was in a movie called The Marathon Man, and uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier, who is you know uh, uh, Lawrence of, or Lawrence whatever he was, but he was this really great like English actor you know legendary, and he and uh, for Marathon Man Dustin Hoffman like ran himself to death because you know that was kind of his character, and Sir Lawrence Olivier is is rumored to have walked up to him and go like he collapsed on the set one day because he was so tired and exhausted and Lor Lawrence Olivier stands over him and goes someone teach that man how to act <laughs> nice legendary legendary yeah I love those old time stories like that all the legends have them ah, let's get back to the Xbox sorry I took us on a weird uh, derail it happens I do I, I might that might push me over the edge now I might order one of those uh, this one's getting uh, Phil in a lot of uh, hot water. Uh, this came from March 2020. It's, it's the uh, moon thing, isn't it? Do what? <laughs> yes, it's the moon thing where he buys the moon. Um, no, oh, Spencer. What? I'm sorry. Real quick. This is a fucking genius idea the Green Warrior had, and I didn't okay. even think about how cool this would be uh, for that vest. If you're playing a horror game, and then you feel like a, a, a hand on your shoulder or something like that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh my god that'd be terrifying that's <sighs> one thing i won't ever do uh march 2020 spencer wrote an email uh to i love that like we're getting emails leaked from phil spencer to microsoft ceo satya nadella and cfo amy hood uh this was right after the information sony uh put out their fourth console in which Spencer was enthusiastic and uh, said, quote, that Microsoft has a better product than Sony has, not just on hardware, 
but equally important on the software platform and services on top of the hardware. Uh, this email was sent out in 2020 before the current generation of hardware was released, not to mention during the trial, Microsoft admitted in a separate document that its gaming arm has, quote, lost the console wars. Uh, this is one of those ones where it's like, you're not going to tell your boss that the fucking thing that you're making sucks before it's out. Like, I, everyone is like, I can't believe Phil would say that, just blatantly lie, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, have you, what? Of course you're going to do that. You're going to say you have a better product and move forward. That's how that goes. I don't know why people were shocked by that one. Um, and I don't, I don't, that, that stuff like a happens a proper yes time. man. Yeah, that stuff happens literally all the time in any single fucking company. It's corpo, corpo talk. Uh, it's how it goes. Uh, what else was there? There's an email chain that showed Microsoft scrambling to fill a, quote, huge gap hole in its 2022 game lineup. That's definitely real. Um, apparently, Red Dead Redemption 2 might be getting a next-gen update. That came from an email chain in May of 2022. Um, there was a... Uh, what? So was this an internal assessment? What was this? It's about Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, mm. And it was in an email chain focusing on the huge gap hole for its 2022 lineup. Uh, and it just says one individual in this, in IGN's reporting. I don't know if it was ever, uh, stated who it was or, or what their position was. Uh, they shared a list of third party games that the company could potentially secure for its subscription service game pass. One of those games was Baldur's Gate three, which under the notes column dubbed the game as a quote, second run stadia PC RPG. Uh, while that remark is certainly puts uh, Microsoft under scrutiny, uh, I saw a bunch of people uh, come out and say, I think even Sven quote tweeted it and said like, this is incredibly wrong or incredibly false or something like that. I think the game was valued at like, I think it was 5 million is what they could get it on game pass for back then. Uh, so that's a thing. Uh, I guess that, that person completely misread that whole, um, that whole thing. But a lot of people couldn't really have ever, expected Baldur's Gate 3 to be as big as it is today, I would say. But after all this stuff, uh, and there's a handful of things as well. The Xbox Series S is more popular um, than they expected. Uh, the whole thing, Ko and Zeke, you guys might know more about this, uh, with Yakuza being a timed exclusive on Xbox Series X and S, that was a big deal. Did you ever, did you encounter that when you guys were playing that game? That like everyone was blaming Microsoft for it? For not being on uh, PlayStation, apparently the the entire reason that it was yeah that was a little weird. I don't. I think people were kind of trying to throw out what they wanted to think. Um, okay, but yeah, I I don't think it was quite. I don't. I don't. There was no. The, the writing was not on the wall for that. Kind of thing, yeah, so. uh, a large majority of people were blaming Microsoft for that, but it was actually because of a parity clause. Uh, Microsoft's parity clause with Sega. Sega was blocked from releasing a PS5 version in Japan until Microsoft did the same. With the PS5 version not ready, Microsoft's, quote, added bonus of a four-month timed exclusivity uh, in the West was why that came out. So uh, after all this was said and done, I think it was a day or two later, might have been the same day, <clears throat> uh, Phil Spencer put out a tweet and said, we've seen the conversation around old emails and documents. It is hard to see our team's work shared in this way because so much has changed. 
and there's so much to be excited about right now and in the future we will share the real plans when we are ready that's about as good of a response i guess you could really state like own it yeah. say you know things change that was a long time ago blah blah blah, blah. We'll, we'll share this real stuff when we're ready and then try to never mention it again <laughs> yeah and then publicly request no one ever speaks of it again yeah the, the pr right. people say you cannot mention the leaks uh, do not do not talk about those leaks so uh there's a bunch of other stuff out there um for all of that and i think they're still kind of sifting through it but that was most of the big stuff from it um i'm sure some more smaller things will come out uh over the next couple of days weeks uh whenever they're getting to months. all of that yeah months potentially I, I, wasn't it like 35 terabytes or something of of data like that's that's crazy um what else is happening? Cameron Monaghan, who is the uh, the star of the Star Wars Jedi Survivor games, uh, has straight up confirmed that there's going to be a third one. Uh, he was at Comic-Con in Florida earlier this week. Uh, himself and Tina, uh, I don't, Ivlev, who plays Marin. Uh, and they basically just confirmed that a third game is in the works. According to the actors, the talks have already happened, but the actual development has yet to begin. So... That makes sense, given with where that game ends. Oh, I yeah. That there's a pretty likely story. You just reminded me that I never went back. The, the the shitty frame rate got too much for me, and I quit, and I never went back to finish it. It got patched uh, yeah, a bunch of times. I'm sure it did. I think it runs okay, but I don't think it's spectacular at this point, but it's definitely better than what it was. So it's worth, I think, I think it's worth going back. See, I, th- I think you'd enjoy it. I liked it. it. Yeah. <laughs> people people in chat are like, saying it's still kind of bad. It's still bad, still kind of rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's got to be better than what it was when it first came out. I mean, that, that was rough. There were some real issues when it first came out. Yeah, there was some real, Absolutely. real issues. Yeah. Um, I feel like the, the Star Citizen news is kind of weird, but it's it's also just like a poke at Star Citizen. They they announced that they've got, uh, and we love doing that here for some reason. Uh, they announced that it's time to do Alpha 3.20 uh, that they are calling the, quote, fully loaded uh, <laughs> Alpha update. Uh, and this comes as they are crossing over $600 million in funding. Uh, Say the number again? To be precise... Six hundred and four million one hundred and eighty three thousand two hundred and ten dollars from just over four point eight million backers. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Wild. So people are still putting money into this? Yeah. Oh like <laughs> all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, star citizen is like one of the best marketing teams ever combined with a dev team that just can't quite do it and i don't know if it's the dev team's fault or the people managing the dev team having just way too many mismanagement issues and scope issues yeah very well might be that it very well might be that. um the you game's think making this progress, is making progress but it's just very slow lethargic slow progress do you think this is the the biggest case of video game edging like ever? 
I I would say they are not doing enough for that. I think I, I think they like Daisy might be like the one that's like closest because they never like they still didn't do a one point have one point over of that right like an actual like full release. Oh, no, I I think it actually. I think it actually it like recently. It See, no film. one knows. <laughs> Like I think, sure. I think. <laughs> I think everyone, at least in oh, my they did. circles, okay. yeah, yeah, played that in, in okay, okay, beta and early access, and then like never went back to it. But yeah, one one I yeah did come out. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I, it's not it's not a game I've ever played. It's not a game like I've ever you know kept up with news wise. I just knew like a few people in my circle of friends talking about it, and just going like it's been in. You know, early access for how long was it in early access? <laughs> like, quote unquote, a while, eight, long, a very, very long, seven, time. six years, six years, maybe something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, that full update fully loaded just in to give the full news story, I guess. Overhauls the arena commander mode, uh, has new PvP modes, maps, and racetracks, as well as adds new missions and ships to the persistent universe portion of the space sim uh the update also adds the m i s c whole c ship the quote titan of the cargo hauling profession with room for a crew of up to four players and the fury lx a racing variant of the recently added mirai fury snub fighter New features include automatic cargo loading and unloading at space stations to support the whole sea's expansive cargo capacity. Now, are those ships that you jet, do you buy that ship with real money? Or is that something that you get in game through like credits or both? Oh, both. You can do both. You can buy all ships. Yes. And it doesn't even work. Great. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Yes, you can't get in game yet. Oh, so you can buy it, but it's not even in. Let's move on. I'm going to, I don't want the, anytime we mention Star Citizen, they come out of the cracks and let us know how wrong we are. Uh, TGS happened this past week. We got a bunch of, and uh, eh, not that much stuff. Dragon's Dogma 2, they put out a nine minute gameplay video. Uh, spoilers. It looks like Dragon's Dogma. They're not changing anything there. Uh, it, it looks like a, a modern day, you know, nice engine, RE8 engine. It looks like, um, and it looks cool. Uh, I'm very much uh, interested in playing that. I think kind of all of us are, Same. we've all enjoyed, oh, yeah. uh, Dragon's Dogma one, um, keeping the pawn stuff in there. They've got new races. Uh, they've, they announced like mystic archer is back. And then I forgot what the other, uh, the other class was that they they talked about um but yeah it looks good mystic is it mystic spearhead that's right yeah it's like a it's basically a dragoon they've got like a dragoon walking around in that thing uh that looks really cool and then the base class is warrior thief ranger and mage uh that nine minute video is out there if you want to watch it i highly recommend it um i am curious like Capcom's in this this spot now where they, a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was a month ago, I don't know how long ago it was, where they said that uh, they're going to have a game come out in March next year, and that it will, quote, sell millions. And ever since they've said that, I keep thinking, like, well, that's got to be, it's got to be Monster Hunter, 
right? Like a, a new world uh, game. Um, but they didn't say anything. They basically had like a small teaser at the end of their Tokyo game show show. And it was like, Hey, here's the 20, it's the 20th year anniversary of monster hunter. Thanks. <laughs> that was it. So I don't know. Uh, Keely, Jeff Keely was apparently having dinner with, Oh God, I forget the, it was the president of Capcom and someone from Sony. Some one of the C rank guys at Sony. Um, so maybe they're going to announce something at, at, uh, game awards. That was this past week. Uh, hopefully we get something like that, but we will see, uh, final fantasy seven, not remake. We already did this chat rebirth rebirth. Thank you. Uh, they had a bunch of, uh, they had a bunch of stuff come out, uh, this past week. And I will just say, go read Maximilian <laughs> YouTube because holy shit, he's covering all that. Uh, they gave a lot of creators. I think a bunch of creators were invited to play it. Um, Jesse Cox played it. Max played it. Uh, a bunch of people were, were talking about it this past week. It looks good. It looks, looks like more Final Fantasy rebirth, re remake, all that stuff. It's all in there. I haven't even seen that one yet. Uh, Oh, the new trailer stuff. Yeah. It, it's going to be a big fucking game. A really, really yep. big game. It's on two discs. I think after playing the first one, like I think for me, a huge amount of the fun was, was where it went. Mm. And I kind of don't want to know any of that before playing the next one. Cause I think like that was, they that like, was, yeah, they, they kind of spoiled a lot of stuff. Cause they, yeah. I mean, they straight up said like, this game will go to this point. And like, yeah, we I don't know, want to know any of that. We know where they provided where that game will end story-wise. They showed all the characters from seven that will be in this one. They talked about if they will be playable or just like a character in your party. Wow. There's a lot of stuff uh, th- that if you want that information, <laughs> you can go and find it. Um, but I, I won't, uh, I won't like get into the nitty gritty uh, about all of it. Cause it's kind of spoilery. Um, speaking of spoilery, um, well, real quick, um, if it's not spoilery, it might be, but I'm not, I'm not, I haven't played Final Fantasy VII since it was, you know, on three, three black back discs on PlayStation. So when they talk about that scene, they say that scene is in it or whatever. In the first, wait, are you saying in the first one or the second one? No, in this one, in the upcoming one. In Rebirth, so you're asking what that scene is? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, what, they, what are they referring to? The scene. <laughs> Anything? It, okay. I mean, I know well, what it is. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Every, we all know on, what it is. I'm walking on eggshells here. <laughs> I think, oh, it, I think it's a big, super spoilery. Okay, never mind. I mean, mind. I guess ask. it's spoilery, but it's also spoilery it, for like a 20-year-old game. So. Uh, it's still a spoiler. It's, it's still, still a huge spoiler. spoiler. Yeah. You have to remember, a lot of yeah. people are going to be experiencing Final Fantasy VII for the first time through these games. So it's absolutely a spoiler. I, yeah. I Probably not for most for gamers, but it absolutely is to some. They did not say... <laughs> here's what I will say. They did not say if that is in this or is not in this. And we don't and they know... Specific- Hundred percent did that on purpose. Yeah, they don't. We don't know, given what happens at the end of the first one, if that's even going to happen, right? Like that's a big question around it. Is like, what? What? Which will... is hilarious because you're going to have two camps where it's like, what do you mean you don't know? It has to happen. And others like, no, it has to not happen. And it's just like, 
wouldn't be Final Fantasy VII if it didn't happen. Well, that's because it's a remake, mother... No, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah, it that's just goes where, back and forth really and back and forth. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. It has been really... Uh, interesting is the public word I would use. Let's... Okay, hold on. And my... Let's do it. Let's do the let's do the oh, spoiler we're doing hand. We're spoiler hand. Let's do the spoiler hand. Spoilers okay. in five. Spoilers. Four, okay, here we go. Three, two, one. The Final Fantasy VII scene is in regards to Aerith being murdered by Sephiroth at the bottom okay. of the crescendo in kind of what would be, I guess, this two. That's what I thought. Mm. This two? One? One? Is this one? Oh, oh, wait, isn't that is that the transition between one and two? Y- yes. Yeah, I think so. Now it's like I'm one blanking. of the big a long time since i played the original yeah but anyway yeah that's that's the event that's the the event yeah. that okay. everyone has been talking that, that's, about so that's that's what i thought but i i thought it was I th- with the with the way people were were like saying that scene these i thought it was like some like i i genuinely thought it was like did they show boobs or something like that i missed <laughs> in, the, in my first play no of the game? no <laughs> was, was, it was a really that was the game it, it shark is, uh, yeah. code that you could put in zeke yeah in in that era it's one of the more kind of like jarring like what what's you know it, yeah. it was a it was a very big deal it's the dumbledore very, meme of that era darth, darth vader yeah, yeah exactly yeah darth yeah sure the darth vader meme of of well that wasn't a meme that was just a spoiler. anyways yeah uh <laughs> We'll see. Go watch the videos. There's a lot. The game's going to be big. Uh, it looks be huge. Looks like more Final Fantasy VII uh, for the most part in the combat. Everyone said the combat was fun. They're adding in uh, like combo moves. Uh, I I saw the brief moments that I saw kind of looked a little bit like uh, like Chrono Trigger style combo moves, where two people in the party mm-hmm. can do like a X attack or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't remember any of the names in game, but they're adding cool. stuff to it, which is cool. Uh, and you can also see a dog riding a chicken. If that's something oh. that you're interested in, <laughs> that's okay. in the game as well. Okay. Uh, now, is it a chicken sized horse or a horse sized chicken? Horse sized chicken. Move on. Horse sized okay, chicken. Okay. Horse sized chicken. <laughs> yeah. 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 I had to think about that one, uh, for a second. Yeah. That's out there. Um, moving on. Not necessarily biggest news. Sea of Thieves uh, is going to be doing PVE servers later this year. Thirty uh, percent rewards with some features limited. I saw uh, Summit catching some shit on Twitter because <laughs> he was not happy about that. And then everyone just said, "Like, go f- shut the fuck up. You try hard." <laughs> blah 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 blah. <laughs> that was kind of fun. That's the only reason why that was relevant to me. Uh, Starfield <laughs> crossed uh, 10 million explorers uh, say quote for creating the biggest launch in Bethesda history um, I was going to transition to this when I, we were talking about spoilers I'm not going to say hold anything on, hold on. you're doing you're, this again uh, well, the second fucking time no, no, you were going to move to from Starfield okay, let's go, yeah, what's Starfield, what's Starfield? What's, what are we talking about no, I'm just, I'm just saying like <laughs> I just want to. I just want to real quick, like shout out whoever left me on the fucking Bethesda mailing list, and uh, like I'm on their radar still apparently because it was like, hey, uh, this is blah 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 from Bethesda. What's your size? And I'm like, okay. Oh. And they sent me one of those fucking care nice. packages with this. Like, nice, they didn't even ask nice me jacket. if I was gonna play the goddamn game. Yeah. And I, I, I gotta think like, I mean, this jacket is. This jacket is bomb. It is fucking. It is a dope it's, it's ass a jacket. jacket. Yep. 
they didn't even ask me if I was going to play it. They didn't even say, like, they just said, like, if you show this stuff, make sure you tell them it was a gift. I was like, that's fine. I'll do that. But, like, they didn't ask for anything in return at all. And I never even gave an inkling that I was going to play the game. Yeah. And it was just like, this is like that streamer privilege shit that you hear about. Like, oh, yeah, my I, the double XL, baby. And they're like, here you go. And I'm like, fucking, yeah, that's awesome. But that wasn't <laughs> it. I got a fucking mouse and a fucking uh, a Steam Deck or Stream Deck. Oh, you got the full, crazy. yeah, you got, you got this. It's still on my desk. Yeah. I got the yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Thank you, yeah. whoever Bethesda kept me on the mailing list. I appreciate you guys. There you go. Yeah. It's good stuff. All right. Speaking of spoilers, uh, <laughs> don't watch the, this is to the two of you and anyone else that is a like a dragon or Yakuza fan. Uh, don't watch that story trailer. They put out a 10 minute story trailer talking Where's about you? uh, infinite wealth and what's going to be an infinite. Oh, wealth. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no oh, no. my oh, God. No. Yeah, absolutely uh, not. They never watch, never watch RGT trailers. Man. Never. Mm-mm. One once the game looks really fun. Uh, and that comes from someone that didn't actually finish the original, like a dragon and dropped out kind of early. Uh, but story-wise, the game looks really fun. Looks like Yakuza, uh, they're doing crazy stuff in it per usual. Uh, but holy shit, it's a 10 minute story synopsis of what's going on in that game. Uh, they also put out like a five minute gameplay trailer, um, that has like location leaks and stuff like that. They showed off a lot of new party members um within the game that are uh i'm not going to say anything else other than that so i'll just leave that there um new classes fights look wild they've got crazy summons again it looks like the original like a dragon but you know bumped up yeah wait man so it looks really cool um it the story stuff for someone like i said that that did not finish seven this 10 minute story trailer, while it did have a shit ton of spoilers, it actually kind of got me interested in going back and finishing that original one. Um, just to, to have like context, a little bit more context chat was kind of filling me in on a lot of that stuff, but I should probably go back and do that. But then at the same time, there's also what six other games before that, <laughs> that I could go back and play for context that are all uh, 20 to 40 hours long give or take so there's there's a lot of stuff there uh if you want as much as i love rgg and like like all those all those other uh japanese game studios man they just do not give a fuck about just like this is what happens in our game here's some very pivotal moments in the trailer in the intro while you're just firing up the game for the first time like here's everything you're just like i guess no one it's a, a traditional thing. Like well, no one cares about what one, one of the Yakuza games literally has like one of the key characters getting murdered in the intro. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. I guess I guess he's dead. <laughs> no, I, I'll mentally it's, prepare it's, myself it, for that. It, it honestly just just like like if they do like a surprise birthday party in Japan, do they, they're like we're having a surprise birthday for you, a party for you later. Like, like everybody just comes up and tell them like, it's going to be a surprise birthday party. Yes. A surprise birthday party. Like, okay. Do I act surprised? And eh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess they're, 
I, I understand the idea because, like I said, I'm actually interested in going back and playing it. And if you guys, fans of the series, are already going to play it, maybe those trailers aren't for you guys and they're for people like me, I guess. But at the same time, why would you like not want your audience, your, your instinct? I mean, a lot audience? of them show spoilers for that game, though. So yeah. it's like it doesn't even, I don't know. Just, but for con- for context, people are like, oh my God, that's so-and-so. And I'm just like, oh, that, I don't know who that is. I've never seen this person before. Um, so. But like, don't they, like, know from like, like cultural stuff, like if they, if they sold like, I don't remember which movie, if it was Jedi or, or Empire, but like, if they just did the trailer, it's like, right off the bat, it's like, I'm your father, like. He's his father, but why? <laughs> like, like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Someone in my chat says spoiler culture is not really a thing Jap- uh, Japan understands. That I could see. I guess sure. If no, it's no, just no. cultural that's, difference. That's, then yeah, that's totally fine. It, 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 but it just it's like from a marketing standpoint. If I was in a, like like a like a Japanese marketing room, I'd be like. You know how people like uh, uh, talk about iconic moments in movies? You know what most of those moments are? When they're surprised by something that happens. <laughs> like, psh, nah, that's a Western. We don't need to surprise anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, regardless, be careful when you're watching. If you watch uh, that 10 minute trailer they put out, looks cool. Got a lot of stuff in it, a lot of spoilers uh, for what's going on in that game. No, someone someone came into my chat and was like, have you seen it? I'm like, no. They're like, don't. I'm like, okay, God, all yeah. right, fine. That was, that's essentially yeah. exactly what happened to me. Like, hey, is Kosi the Yakuza thing? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, avoid it like the plague. Yeah. Just don't get anywhere near it. Don't watch it. Don't let anyone convince you to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Pretty spoilery. Uh, Insomniac Games announced they are gold for Spider-Man 2. That'll be launching on October 20th. That uh, game had a bunch of previews, I think, hit last week. They all said it's the first one, but better, which is fantastic, because I think everyone really enjoyed uh, that first one. Can't wait for that. I think we're all going to be playing. Zeke, you played that first one, right? The The first Spider-Mans? I did. Yes, yeah. I, I, okay. that's the only one I played. I never I never did pick up Miles Morales. Oh, uh, Or okay. haven't yet, I suppose. Yeah. But I did play through, uh, uh, and the... I, I remember remarking about it because it was on my top 10. It might've been my second, second, like number two or number three game yeah. of that year. And I remember remarking like, this is one of those very rare games that I would say everybody, every single person, young, old gamer, casual, whatever will enjoy this. Totally. You should play miles Morales. Uh, it's, it's good. It's, it's only like a f- seven or eight hour experience too. It's pr- you can get through it pretty quick. Uh, and I think it's got PS5 update or, or whatever. So it, it looks uh, looks and runs well um, and will be heavily, I'm sure, uh, called back upon uh, in the second one, given the subject matter of that. So, you so it'll be out. a week for me then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be about a week. Oh, it was ma- <laughs> wasn't made for PS5. Did it launch on? Oh, it's also on PC. Played on PC. There you go. I forgot about that. I forgot that launched on PS5. I think on PC platform or PC platform. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's Wait, no, which platform <laughs> is what I'm asking. Which one should you like play it on? Oh, oh yes. It's on steam. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that's it for oh, yeah, right news. Wow. How, how long did you say it was? Not long. Uh, under 10 hours, if I recall. I mean, I, I like it's it's a quality game. I get it, but still it's like expensive. 10 hours for 50 bucks. Yeah, that was always the biggest yeah. hurdle with it. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, I mean, I'm, I'm all for like a uh, quality over quantity. You know, if it's a quality game, I'll pay, I'll pay, I'll, I'll happily pay more for it, but that still, that seems like a lot. It is. It is indeed. Um, I think that's it in terms of just news. Oh. So it was casually announced in a board meeting, uh, the owners of daybreak games say, Oh yeah, we're going to be making a new EverQuest game. Really? No, no other, no other details. They were, huh. they were talking about projections and they said they were, they brought up the EverQuest franchise and they're like, yeah, we're going to start making a new EQ game. Uh, I think next year and it's going to take us three years. It like an, it, Hmm. Like an MMO ever. <laughs> I, I hope it's not a mobile game. Uh, I mean, we'll see. We, we really don't know much at all. So I'm hoping we'll get some announcements out. Um, you know, hopefully in the near future, because I obviously as an EverQuest fanboy, would love to know more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll see. Uh, Ubisoft did something similar in a, just a straight up press release, like a text press release. They announced that division three is being made uh, this week. And that, oh God, Julian, I forget on his last name, I think is uh, at the helm of that or, or involved in that. They were, he was involved in the first two. So game, I guess, sold well enough for those first two. They're going to continue making it. They just launched a mobile game, I think, around Division uh, for that or are in the process of launching a mobile game for that right now. That was at the uh, the Apple uh, iPhone event last week. It was they were like featured there um, for that. So that's a thing. Uh, a thing. Yeah, I think that's for news. Oh, Tales of the Shire. Forgot about that. It's uh, Private Division and Weta Workshop are making a game called Tales of the Shire. I don't know if they said what, yeah, what, if, if that's like a Stardew Valley or like a life simulator thing where you're in the Shire. Their take on lemmings (laughs) with hobbits. (laughs) Hey, I'm kind of there. I'm, I'm about that. I'd play it. Yeah. Uh, so the description from the video is quote, your cozy hobbit life awaits you in tales of the Shire. Ah. A heartwarming new Lord of the Rings uh, game by Weta Workshop and Private Division coming. Order, this is their Palia competitor. Yeah, could be kind of oh, cool. Man. Could Everyone's be seeing that blow up now. Yeah, could be fun. Um, let's talk games. Have you been playing a bunch of Cyberpunk? Oh, a lot of Cyberpunk. I saw a bunch of content creators come out and say that. Uh, I don't, basically, you can say it. Cyberpunk 2 is great. Cyberpunk 2.0, not Cyberpunk 2. Cyberpunk 2.0 is great. Uh, yep. How how great is it, <laughs> It's pretty great, JP. So it, it, the, the best way you can say it is Cyberpunk 1.0 was essentially early access that they marketed as a full product, which is even more reason to, you know, dislike the whole situation. But yeah. it took them about three, two to three extra years, uh, which is what 
myself and many other players, people were saying that the game needed more cook time with. And now here we are like two to three years later, about two and a half years later, and the game has significantly less bugs. It looks a lot better. Um, it has a skill system that is far more enjoyable. The perk system has been rebuilt and is a lot more enjoyable. The transmog system is great. They've redone how loot is. They've rebalanced the entire game uh, and changed it in many, many different ways. And it, it, the short of it is, is when Cyberpunk released, there was some really good stuff in it, obscured by some really not so good stuff, and then a lot of missing stuff. And in the last two and a half years, they have made a real solid effort in trying to clean that up into a final product. And Cyberpunk 2.0 feels like a release candidate product. Frankly, the one we should have gotten two and a half years ago. Um, the game should not have been sold two and a half years ago, and it should have come out today in the current state that it's in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 don't get me wrong. It still has bugs, still has some issues. And inevitably, as they basically reinvented large portions of the game, there are some balance problems and they're still needing to tweak some things and, and things of that nature. Um, but it is far more a complete experience now. It is still missing some things, but it's, it's a lot better now. Yeah. Um, for the stuff that they like really highlighted going into this, I know the, um, the traffic system was one of them. How is driving in traffic? Yes. How, how are those feels a lot better? Driving is so much better. I mean, I'm not mowing over pedestrians trying to make basic turns. Um, I haven't done a lot of the vehicle gunplay, but apparently that, that works relatively well. Um, the, the world feels more alive, not from an interactivity standpoint, which is still one of the big complaints about the game, is the world doesn't really feel like you can interact with a lot of things in it as a person. But in terms of like, you can stand at an intersection and, you know, people will run to beat the light and, you know, then cars will kind of like inch their way up trying to get through and people are honking their horns. You know, crashes happen during car chases that lead to crazy events. And that kind of stuff feels like it's a, it's, it's more developed. It does not feel like a living world, but there's wow. no question it's different from 1.0. Um, there, there's a lot more going on that makes it a lot more enjoyable to okay. kind of be in. But I will say one of the things that, that is really missing is uh, the world does still feel relatively museum-y, um, which for those that remember was kind of a big thing about um, Bioshock Infinite when it came out, is the game kind of does a good job at looking like it would be a big real world, but then when you actually try to do things like you would in a big real world, you can't really do it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of situation. Um, outside of that, though, uh, the little bit I've dabbled in the police system, it feels better. Apparently, police can still do pop in here and there and stuff like that, but it does feel a little bit better. It's it's more developed, that's for sure. Uh, I, I'm doing a melee playthrough now. It was very tough at the beginning, but it's starting to kind of open up and become a lot cooler. The skill system is so much more engaging. You're constantly getting uh, uh, level ups. There's a huge perk block of different like little bonuses and skill points and stuff you get along the way. And uh, the perk system itself has just been completely redone and is a lot more interesting so a lot of just good stuff about the game yeah it's, it's uh it's definitely the renaissance that it very strongly needed i know you're doing uh melee focus now but th this is early uh in in your playthrough vods the shooting tied to stamina thing is is that as weird as i thought it was uh, gonna be it's not it's not it's not okay. so you, you don't ever stop shooting due to that um, ah, it, and okay. your stamina refills pretty freaking quickly. You're, you don't you don't necessarily find yourself like running out of stamina than waiting and running out of stamina than waiting. You become less accurate and and stuff, but 
there's a lot of perks that kind of play into alleviating that a little bit. You can get stamina back on kills, things like that. And as someone who's not using guns, I'm not feeling it too much, but the few times I have, it hasn't felt like too big of a deal. How does that work with like a sniper rifle? Have you, have you fired a right? Uh, I have sniper? not done almost any sniping oh, this okay. round. So I, I can't give you a good. Yeah. I wonder if it like yeah. uses the whole bar and you have to wait for it to refresh or if you can just hold down the button or what? <clears throat> not sure. Um, quick question out. for my, for my chat for, for, uh, well, I guess just for Co since you haven't played it, JP. Um, uh, if you, uh, haven't played either, either uh and only have time for one huge rpg in your life would you recommend starfield or cyberpunk i would probably say cyberpunk but only because it's undergone two and a half years of like buckled down development and and community feedback and how the community wants to see it be better okay. so I, i'm I will seeing say your that, chat like overwhelmingly cyberpunk so well, well I, yeah, so cy cyberpunk is in a really really good place right now i mean they just basically released their kind of magnum opus in terms of making it what players wanted yeah um you know am i gonna have the same answer in two and a half years after starfield uh like that would be a lot more thing but again starfield just came out it has a lot of new release issues um and frankly cyberpunk in my opinion does a lot better at having like believable dialogue and characters like it's a lot more uh like kind of a kind of like a movie cyberpunk is starfield has its moments and i will say starfield definitely feels a little more sandboxy in some ways kind of like the scope is a little bit bigger um okay but in terms of the overall experience i right now not not only is cyberpunk just having 2.0 but literally in two days we're getting like a huge new expansion that people are saying is at least the reviews are take that with a grain of salt saying are pretty good and for the record a a, one of the sites that gave the original Cyberpunk 1.0 a 3 out of 10 gave the expansion a 9 out of 10 and basically said, like, this is what the game should be. Yeah. So, well, like, I'm not things like, are looking not for nothing, but I think Starfield might be a better choice. I don't know. And they're getting their worth with <laughs> that, right? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure know, that Bethesda I, rep just got a race. Really, Starfield is just great, you guys. I, it's just it's, what a fantastic. <laughs> is that a yeah. 49? What is that? Well, let me just. Let me just they sent oh you a my, card? Uh, oh, Starfield is it's so good. To get, where's my watch? <laughs> I need to see what... Oh, it's Starfield time. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> it's Starfield time. <laughs> what time is it? Time for more Starfield. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> let me, let me check yeah. the sheets on my bed. Mmm, seems like Starfield. <laughs> Coming up, Starfield. No, I, I, I had a really, I, I am actually having a really good time in Starfield as I still have more to do after, you know, my 150 hours. You spent a lot um, of fucking time in that game. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time in Starfield and I, and I've loved pretty much all of it and I'm going to continue playing it after the cyberpunk stuff probably winds down a little bit. Yeah. But I, I, but again, cyberpunk is in a, is in a really, really good place right now. So it's, it's probably, it would probably eke out my recommendation currently. Makes sense. I get it. And also, like, I uh, I would be in the same, even though I haven't played uh, either of the, like, the 2.0 or, or, or the, um, or Starfield at all, like, I would honestly say Cyberpunk now because Starfield, the mods, like, just the modding community, like, of, of the Bethesda games is just so prevalent and such a, like, like, it's become the an integral part longer you can give Starfield, enjoying the better the it's going to get. Yeah. 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 Like, the more you can give Starfield, not only... Not only has Bethesda announced that they are going to continue patching it, and they actually released 
in not so Bethesda fashion, a like big public blast saying, yo, we are going to put in DLSS. We are going to put in an FOV slider. We are going to do all this stuff you guys are yelling for. Give us some time. We're working on it. Um, so not only do we have that stuff coming from Bethesda, but we also have the modding community that is, if you already checked Nexus Mod, frantically working on this game right now. Oh, there's yeah. some very big things coming from a modding standpoint. So to be fair, though, and just so it's said, there are some great mods for Cyberpunk, too. Um, Cyberpunk oh, yeah. has, a, has a good modding community as well. So there's, there's a lot of okay. really, really good stuff um, out there. So, you know, something to consider as well. Yeah. And for anyone, for anyone like, uh, I wasn't commenting on, on Bethesda. Like, I, I, don't think, I don't think a game should have to be modded to, make, to be good. But it's going to happen, so why not take advantage of it? Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Um, how's the uh, performance? I, I jumped in. I think asking me asking you performance is kind of stupid because we're both on very high end rigs. Yes, but I uh, my computer is powered by a micro black hole. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that it it's good across the board. Have you heard um, similar? I have heard that it it you can get it running well. Maybe not the most pretty on okay. some mid machines, but you can get the, the frame rate up. I have every single thing maxed ray re- reconstruction on all of that with DLSS 3.5 turned on. Yeah. And uh, it is beautiful and pretty much sticks between 120 and 160. Like, okay. It and never you're running really 1440? Uh, yeah, 1440. Okay. Yeah, I was getting like the benchmark gave me like 85 at 4K, which for 4K, that's pretty good. Uh, generally yeah, it's 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 it is a gorgeous game there's been a few oh, times yeah. when like i've been walking around and just stopped and been like this is especially like when you walk down a street after it's just rained and there's like those water puddles reflecting everything there's lights you know cy- neon the everywhere neon it's really doing the reflection thing yeah. oh man you walk into some of the bars and stuff and it has like an, almost a hazy you know with the light going through it it's 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 really good yeah really really pretty. very pretty game um I guess the other question, and, and maybe it's unfair to ask you now, but like, because the, the expansion's not on, you, you haven't dabbled in it. Uh, if you played the game originally and you were kind of like, eh, okay, did 2.0 like fix? I have been getting that question a lot. Yeah, it's probably the number one and, question, I would think. And the thing is, is you can't ever answer that question appropriately without asking that same person, why was it only okay for you? Mm. Because the story and the characters are still there. If you found them uninspiring or flat, that's not going to get any better. Um, the game was pretty on release. So if you had a beast machine, like, yeah, it's really pretty now. But like, so for me, the thing that really killed it for me in 1.0 was the, the bugs everywhere were constantly breaking my immersion. Um, I did actually even have some graphic issues back then. I felt like the looting system was completely uninspired. I hated that I didn't have transmog. The skill system seemed very flat. Skill, uh, the perk system seemed very flat skill system was not very interesting at all. Everything I just mentioned has been fixed in 2.0. Yeah. So like for me personally, it literally feels like, and I, and I tweeted this out and I mean it wholeheartedly. It literally feels almost like a different game for me um, because I was so focused on a lot of that stuff. It drove me crazy that I was going around looting a pink mini skirt. It's like the highest armor thing I could wear. God, the, we like, joked about killing this so much on this project. I know. It was driving me crazy, man. I, I always it, looked like a complete clown. Yeah, wearing the fucking like, weird mesh. Yeah, <laughs> dude. And the skill system was a complete afterthought. Gas the perk system, like, shit. The perk system worked, but it wasn't interesting at all. 
Um, you know, the whole item and crafting system was weird and not very well thought out. So like it, any, anywhere you turned in 1.0, the keyword was unfinished. Yeah. Be it the bugs, be it the systems that didn't really, really make sense, be it the lack of systems you wanted via things just kind of being there and not being interesting. Like it felt like you were looking at a lump of clay instead of a statue. And 2.0 did a good job at making it a look, not maybe perfectly like a statue, but a lot more like a statue. We are no longer that lump of clay. We are now like, we have given the game its own voice in 2.0. It, it feels and looks like something you might expect from CDPR after Witcher 3. Where right. when it came out, again, it was more like a, it was, it had a lot of tangents to No Man's, like a AAA No Man's Sky. Where 1.0 came out, and just like No Man's Sky releases like a collection of unfinished features, that's kind of what 1.0 was compared to 2.0. It was like a collection of stuff where it's like, I kind of see where you're going with this. But it's clearly not done. A lot of that feels done in 2.0. Cool. Yep. What do they specifically, what do they change in the crafting system? You said they touched on crafting that. system has become a lot more basic and straightforward. So basically any item you break down can become a T a T one through five component. You can combine lower tier components into higher tier components. It's basically just the same stuff for everything. So okay. if you want to build a new implant, if you want to update uh, an iconic weapon, if you want to, um, um, upgrade a cyber thing. Like all of it is in these like nice little containers that you can, you can find crafting components everywhere. It's, it's a much more basic system, but frankly, with the size of this game, it works pretty great. Like cool. you just run around the city, finding crafting components all the time. And since you're always needing them, uh, especially in a new game, it's like, they always have this kind of meaningful little dopamine of like, Oh, T3 components. Great. You know, I have like five things I can upgrade with these. Yeah. So it's become a lot more, um, interesting. Now, even though it's been made a more basic system, it fits the game a lot. Well, the, I don't remember exactly why. I just remember hating the crafting system of the original. Yeah. It was I, a little I can't rough. recall exactly what it was, the reason was. It was, was. It was just, it just didn't really, it was, yeah. Again, again, it was not very well thought out. Yeah. Uh, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't fit the world. It was just like a bunch of mechanics that have kind of worked in other games that they just kind of dropped in cyberpunk, which is how a lot of the mechanics felt like, Hey, we know this is an RPG thing. Like the, the item and weapon system being a perfect example. It's like, Hey, we know that people love it when armor drops off people. So we're just going to do that here and just randomize it with our clothing and equipment. Yeah. Well, that didn't work at all. That didn't fix cyberpunk, cyberpunk at all. Yeah. And you're in like this super futuristic city. You can't walk to a wardrobe and dress yourself. <laughs> like that makes no sense. And now you absolutely can. You can walk around in your own transmog. Very rarely do do this clothing have stats on it, but sometimes it does. So when you find something, it's like, oh, cool! Like I I can put this on now. I found an armor vest, and it actually adds armor. Like okay, oh. I'll wear that, but I'll go and put like an awesome black blazer over it, and you know, put on some corpo pants and stuff, and look like some kind of crazy cyber assassin. So yeah, it's uh yeah again, it just fits the whole theme so much better now. Cool, cool. Uh, the new game. What is what is the skills? What what's like the character oh. advancement in the new one? In the I'm sorry, real quick. I need to make a quick public disclaimer here. I only played 1.0 and 2.0. Oh, you know, I'm seeing people. Patches, I'm, yeah. I'm seeing people point out like, oh, you could do that since this patch and this patch. No, no, I only played 1.0 I, and 2.0. So I think I'm that's talking the same about for that a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's the same for a lot of people. Um, um, what were you saying? What What's the new character advancement they're adding in the expansion? I, I forget. The relic skill tree. Yeah. So what they're so basically what is doing is they're the the relic chip. This is not well. I don't want to spoil it. It's just a new much. character advancement. Let's go with that. There, there is a certain mechanic in the game, and what they're doing is essentially making it so in the expansion, 
instead of that just being like this story thing, they're turning it into a skill tree. Ah, so okay. and in and those skill trees are a good way to think about it. Are kind of I I don't want to call them ultimate abilities, but they're they're basically like adding super cool functionality to different aspects of the game that are kind of like one time hit. Like you put one point in, you unlock the super cool thing you can do now. Cool. And um, I know what some of them are. I don't know what all of them are. Um, but it's they're more kind of like little flavor things than like you know a whole new line. Um, so I, I'm, I still need to kind of sit down and go through all of them and, and see how they all work. But cool, looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I'll probably jump back in. I I think I'm gonna try the like jump into the expansion thing. There were so many posts uh, as well as like official posts of saying like make a new game, don't use your old save. They didn't really say why. I don't know if that was because the character advancement has been so reworked. So they they have reworked like so many parts of the game. Um especially like the skill system and everything to where it it just it makes more sense to start a new save. Like again, there's so many parts of it that are just completely brand new. Um so it you can absolutely play an older version. Um an old save, you mean? I would strongly recommend playing a new save. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely strongly. I guess I'll see how they're going to deal with the, um, like, jumping into the expansion if you're going to be at a set level and you can kind of, like, choose a character. Yeah, also it's going to be interesting if you can, like, pick your background. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know how they're going to do that. Because there's a lot of... What was the game you could do that in? You could kind of, like, pick, I think it was, like, Dragon Age, maybe? Where you could, like, pick the history of your character. Oh, like, I think Mass Effect, right? Can you do that Mass Effect? Instead of loading a game in, you could, like, pick what your character... No, it was Dragon Age. I'm sorry, it was Dragon Age. Um, In Dragon Age, you could do... There was, like, a website you could go to, and you could put in all the choices that you would have made in the previous games, and then it would give you a save file that you could then import into your new game. And I'm wondering if they're going to do something like that, or if they're going to, you know, like, just have a canon version that everyone plays. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah, that that's how I I will most likely dive in. So I'll talk about that next week for sure. Um, cool, Zeke, you got to dive back in into the cyberpunks. Or are you good? You know, I I've honestly been thinking about it, but uh, um, if if I did, because I never did finish. Like I got pretty close to the end, but I never did. I do this a lot with games that I play in my own time. I play them all the way up to near the end and and never finish them. And I think it's probably, I got to talk to my therapist about it. It's probably like a psychological thing. Like, I don't like when things end. Sure, yeah. So, like, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about it. But I don't I don't know if I'll stream it Um, just because it's, you know, I mean, if I wanted to, like, is there is there, like, a standard, like, how long it is? It's a lot. The expansion? Of the expansion? From what we're hearing of the expansion, it is 20 to 30 hours, Whew. and yeah. I have not yet found a place that has confirmed or denied if that is for a story run or, like, a 100% run. I'm I'm guessing it's, like, Blood and Wine, where it's probably, like, yeah. 20-ish hours, maybe 15 to 20 hours if you, like, rush it, and then maybe, like, 30-ish yeah. hours if you 100% it. But we'll see. I'm going to be doing, like, a full go everywhere, do everything run, so next week I will be able to probably tell you. Yeah. Yep. Okay. okay. If I jump into it, probably just be <clears throat> mainlining story type stuff. Mainlining main story. I don't know how much side content there will be in it, to be honest, but I, we'll figure that out, I guess, this week. I just want to see uh, Mr. Elba because <laughs> he looks really fun in all the uh, the trailers they've put Dude, out. Dude, 
He uh, he made a surprise appearance at the big party last night and apparently blew a lot of people's minds. Oh, he just showed up fun. at like a yeah, release party or something. The Phantom Liberty, the big Phantom last Phantom Liberty tour party they were doing, and like went up on stage and like it was uh yeah apparently really cool. Nice. Seems like a cool guy. Seems he like does. A cool guy. Yeah, he's a he's a DJ as well. Uh, there's he's got a lot of weird uh, things that you wouldn't expect a, a Hollywood actor like that to do. So cool stuff. Uh. We can talk about how good Liza P is if you want some more. Did you? Woo! Did you beat it, <laughs> dude? I have not beaten it. I think I'm pretty close to the end. But man, talk about in? a game that surprised me. Yeah, same um, here, dude. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's. Liza P is like a year. Souls game with a real story. It's like I, I would sick. God oh man, damn. dude, it's, it's, so it's great. I love the the weapon customization system and the combat always feels good and the whole like lies and humanity systems fun like everything about it is just fun it's just fun dude um i haven't had a dopamine hit like that from a game when you like beat a boss in a very long time like it is you beat it no no i am uh like halfway through chapter nine which i've been told is like 70 percent, 65 percent of the game what chapter am i on do you get a it's uh if you you go to the if you go to the stargazer thing um it'll oh it tells you yeah it says like the chapter i have no idea Oh my God, Co's going to catch shit for insinuating DS games don't have a story. They don't have a story. They have world lore. That's no, a, no, that's no, a no, totally no. different thing. They don't thing. have a Nobody story. Do- They've got Vata video that you can go watch. Everyone. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, I mean, hey, Dark Soul, all Souls-like games from From Software, one of the, a, a literal poster child of, in terms of gaming for amazing world lore and being able to div- and divulge actual story-like elements with world lore. Yeah. But I mean, there's no story in those games. Very loose. It's, not, it's, ne- it's never what they've been about. It's not what those games are about. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not what, but that's what I'm saying. Lies of P is like that, but like with a story, like you feel like you're playing through a story in yeah. Lies of P, which is super cool. It reminds me of The Surge. If you, like, I, I know a lot of people don't like it, but Surge 2 particularly, like, I loved that about that game where you, you actually felt like you were moving through like events and stuff, which was fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to check like my achievements or something. Um, if i can see oh, there, but I, um, I have no idea where i am i played 31 hours but i and i've loved it so. uh describe color of boss that you last killed <laughs> <laughs> and then i'll be able to tell you right out of the gate if you're further than i am did you fight the did you fight the swamp monster yeah okay that was the last major boss i killed he was he was fun yeah, I, I enjoyed him. I liked him a lot. A lot. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed all the every boss I fought in that game. I've liked. They're all great. I also love. I also love. And and slight spoiler: if you remember, you asked me at some point, like uh, about like what boss you're on, or did you fight this guy or something? And I was like, I don't want to spoil anything because I want you to have that moment. I don't know if you had the same moment I did on a couple bosses where it's like, oh man, I beat him. Oh god, there's a whole another round. <laughs> yeah, no, that happened on Swamp fucking guy. I was just like, yeah. it was like second yeah. try. And I'm like, oh my god, that was so. F- what the fuck? <laughs> yep. Oh, good. This, there's the much harder version of it. I didn't get an achievement, and there's a cutscene yeah. playing right now. And later like you can kind of detect it, because you'll notice, like, there's some bosses where you're hitting them, like, one yeah. time for light attack, and it's, like, this nice big chunk of the bar, and you immediately are like, oh, this isn't it. Yeah. This, like, this is just the first phase. Ah. Yeah. It yeah. It is... Uh... I'm on chapter 11. Thank you, Kinjara. Okay. All right. Yeah, 11. so that's... Yeah. You're... I think... Chapter 11 is apparently the longest chapter and it's very long, um, oh. but it's, it's close to the end. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to returning to Lies of P. I had to kind of put everything on pause for Cyberpunk. I want to get my game as ready as I can for the expansion. I'm starting a new game. So like all of my streams have been Cyberpunk in, in trying to prep for that. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like I got to a pretty good point. I banged Pan Am. Very happy about that. So apparently that's a big thing going to the expansion. Nice. Um, you want to have a love interest. Little note out there for you guys that are playing. Okay. Um, but yeah, and, and my build is looking pretty good. But once once the Cyberpunk stuff is done, I'm going back to Starfield, Lies of P. I want to get all that stuff done. So Yeah. Uh, a lot of people asking like difficulty uh, of the game. I it would is say... easy with super hard spikes. Yeah, like it that... is a relatively easy game, and there are some spikes where it's just like, what the hell, dude? Like I would uh, agree. Uh, Romeo, Romeo is a big spike for a lot of people. Well, it's especially if you're not a dodger. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's like the the between bosses the the levels are like fine and balanced. And then the boss is generally like pretty hard and then the levels are fine. And then you get a pretty hard boss. Like the, the Romeo, the, the fight that you just referenced is probably like the second big difficulty spike. And then after you fight, uh, the blue dude Bane, let's go with that. Uh, the blue dude yeah. Bane guy. I don't know what happened in QA or from a developer point of view, the area after that, is fucking crazy difficult. <laughs> like it just, it just skyrockets up the difficulty going through just normal mobs where they just have five times crazy the combos HP and big abilities. And, a yeah, lot of HP. like crazy combos and like massive amounts of elites. Uh, and then it kind of like it's diving back down. I don't know if my my weapons have like matched. Uh, the level of the enemies I'm fighting, I, or or I'm just hitting harder. Um, I I was told you're doing a, you're using a uh the the oh I'm now? using uh, no 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 I'm using the uh the special katana weapon. Oh, you, it has okay. like the weird parry and is yeah, that good? It's, it's it's a lot different. Yeah, it's a very interesting weapon. Anytime you left attack, he moves left and right naturally. So you, so you're constantly oh. like moving in the fight, and then the the charge up attack, he goes, and then it dings. And if you can time the ding with an enemy attack, it parries it. So oh, it's like wow. it's got a, it's almost like playing a different game in some ways. Like it it changes up how the mechanics are done, but at the same time, it hits pretty hard. Hmm. So it's a it's a very interesting weapon, and I have, it's it's a very techy weapon um, that I'm definitely not using to its full potential, but it's, it. uh, it's a okay. lot of fun. So, yeah. yeah I've been using uh I'm so is that is that dex based then? Is that or whatever the dex equivalent based. technique? Yeah. Technique based, you got it. Mm -hmm. I've been playing uh strength or motivity. Uh like oh. full uh, Yeah, full motivity with the uh the blue dude's great sword. Uh and it's mm. try the uh the Thor's hammer and the puppet axe are apparently amazing. I I have both those, but I I've only used the special weapons. I haven't the special weapons being boss weapons. I haven't used any of the like base weapons ever since I got them. Um it's incredibly so slow, so much like little babies will come up and fight me and I'm like, "Well, I can't hit these guys. They're attacking me too fast." But if I do connect, they get one shot. And so that's like the trade-off. Um and it's been really fun fighting bosses with that because if you can get in there, you can like break their guard in like three attacks. But getting in there is really difficult, <laughs> but it's got that, that crunch, that feel that you want from a souls game of like, I just hit this dude for a shit ton of damage and it felt really, it really rewarding. Good. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, that's Zeke, like the best you... part of the game. It's just how it feels. I think. Have you played Liza P? Are you planning to? <clears throat> I played the I played the demo, and uh, it was a nice nice long demo, and it got me you know gave you a good taste of the game. Yep. Um, and I am planning on playing it on stream because I played, I even played all the Souls games on stream. Um, and this is it, it's always always treated me well, but. We're working out something that will make it a little bit unique uh, for my channel. Cool, and you're getting that we're, best. We're, <laughs> yes, yes, I'm getting I'm I, I'm getting a uh, prosthetic nose as well that can you know grow. Uh, the more uh, every time I die, it's going to grow a little bit. Nice, um, I love it. No, no, it's it, <laughs> it's a it, not a bad idea, but uh, I think what we're shooting for, we're toying around with the idea of using. Uh, uh, channel points to um, uh, uh, so the audience is involved and they can um, change my weapons uh, that kind of stuff with channel points and and that kind of shit because like I as difficult as it was when I did uh, Dark Souls 3 the pick it up and play with it run so no matter what dropped I picked it up and swapped out weapons no matter what it was so at one point I just had two shields so Beating uh, the it was it's one of the first bosses in Dark Souls three. It's like a, a, a the night a big beastie thing that's on all fours with like armor on it. Uh, it has a big has a big mace that it swings at you. I can't remember the name. Of I it, can't but remember the name. Yeah, beating that thing with a shield, just going and just like bashing <laughs> it whenever I could. Once it took a while, but once I got it, man, that was so super satisfying that I beat it with a shield. And you know, I had a lot of fun with that run. So like, we're trying to come up with an idea to make it fun. Cool. And I think I think cool. we're almost there. Nice, yeah, it's oh, yeah, man. Highly recommend it. Vort, um, thank you, Vort. That's the name of the boss. I think that game will will uh, very much be involved uh, in end of the year discussion. Crazy enough, I during my playthrough, I had numerous times when I would look into chat after major events and see people in chat just kind of haphazardly off the cuff being like, "Oh yeah, that's why this is my game of the year." So yeah, oh, I've seen that conversation like, everywhere. Like, damn. I dude, I fucking <laughs> it's love a it. big year. Yeah, I'm like wow. I'm I'm, okay. I'm one of those people. Like I don't think it. I think Baldur's Gate three is is up there as well. I think that's a longer discussion, but it's a very well done game. Um, I think the biggest thing it has going against it, and like uh, a lot of times, I would write this conversation off um, from like social media, but they're not. The conversation or the the comment like yeah they just straight up copied like bloodborne or they just copied sekiro or whatever it's like yeah kind of but i i can't argue with you but you're also wrong <laughs> like it's hard yeah. because they didn't really they did it does differentiate itself from all of those games but at the same time they're not really doing anything like groundbreaking yeah, I agree. It's the the template of the game. Here, here's the way I kind of see it. So I, I wouldn't quite differentiate it as much as this because this game was kind of iconic for what it did. But Hades, at the end of the day, yeah. is just a roguelite. But it's a super well-made, awesome roguelite that does a lot of things that, in its own flavor and style that make it super really interesting and why it won game of the year for like literally hundreds of publications and for people. Yeah. I kind of feel that way about Liza P. It's like it literally in a lot of ways, like 70 to 80 percent Bloodborne specifically. Like you can tell that there's like a a, a meta game of of a general Souls-like 
and even more angled towards Bloodborne and some of the mechanics it uses. But at the same time, everything it does, it does well. It's pretty. It doesn't have a lot of bugs. It does have a lot of unique systems, like the weapon totally, hilt yeah. and swap. Yeah, so like it, it's it's just a great iteration on a common theme, and that absolutely is game of the year worthy. If like absolutely, I mean, that's pushing the genres forward in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, and there's no question that that even Souls like games could learn something from Lies of P, which is a big deal when you think about you know how many of those and how prevalent that type of genre is. Uh, I so, think one thing it does. Uh, miles better than any FromSoft game has ever done is performance wise. It is just flaw. I'm getting like 200 FPS, 4k looks fucking incredible. Has RTX shadows look good. Everything just runs and looks fantastic. Uh, and, and that can't be said for a lot of from software. I think if I booted up Elden ring right now, I would still struggle to get 60 in some of those fights. Uh, it's, it's, tough for sure um but it runs very very well and so you have to give mm-hmm. give credit for that um a very very solid game a great surprise too i mean oh, I, I played the demo i played the demo and i was like yeah this will probably be pretty fun i'm looking forward to it and then i played the game and i was like this is awesome like this is <laughs> like that that's one of the larger discrepancies between like how much fun i had in the demo and how much fun i had in the real product i just 100%. don't think i realized the scope was going to be as big as it is yeah and uh and that really is something special I mean, I'm I'm a major stickler for like non from soft Souls games. I honestly would say that I generally think they're mostly bad, and this one completely proved me wrong. Uh, it, it, they nailed every aspect. It's here's how good the game is. I'm willing to put myself through physical pain every time I parry because I can't feel the tip of my pointer finger on my left hand because I'm gripping the controller so hard um, and pressing okay. the buttons so hard. Uh, and I'll, that is going to be a real problem for me because I fucking cannot are you, are you a gripper? psychologically <laughs> stop myself from when I get excited, I grip shit yeah, so dude. tightly. God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know when it's that. That's when we hear did. Zeke's girlfriend in the background. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I don't know when it happened. I and I don't you know. You should if see it's... my nipples. <laughs> I don't know if it's Zeke, like a... you said the quiet part out loud, buddy. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's a nerve yeah. thing, but yeah, this I can't feel the tip of it. I nothing. I yesterday I was having issues parrying because I wasn't sure if I was pressing the button or not. And that was kind of an. Uh, that is there is there oh. like a button that would, you could switch it to that would make it like easier? I don't know if you could maybe, a foot, stuff. maybe a foot pedal. <laughs> to be honest, oh, dude, the go. the with the parry system in this game is, is like, <laughs> it's so fucking tight. Like it's some of those parries are so like Sekiro levels, if not harder, uh, when it comes to like timing things. Correct. You no, know, I didn't know if I should say it, but I'm going to say it. It's so weird and obscure. You guys Do remember it. in Mortal Kombat One when that guy would pop on screen and say "toasty"? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So when Zeke was when Zeke was there talking about how he just wishes there was something for the parry, I just saw Phil Spencer as the toasty guy popping up, drunk, going "buttroller." <laughs> <laughs> nice. The the one. you know you're, the, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing have you guys have you guys the intrusive thoughts one I played today, it guys. <laughs> I made Pinocchio kill someone with my butt. This <laughs> is great. Oh, God. Drunk oh, cancer. by the way, somebody reminded me of this in chat, and I just wanted to, uh, uh, I, I, would ne- I neglected to mention this earlier, just because it's 
I'm, this is kind of a, a Co's world in Co's world thing. That's why I'm so excited about it. But yo, Owlcat announced a release date for the Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader game. Yep. And it comes out in f***ing December. Yeah. It is another 2023 game. So we're going to oh, get like the Warhammer the 40k CRPG, Alders Gate 3. It's just like, what is with this year, man? Like, this is wild. This is actually wild. It's so they, they blew everyone away with that. Um, that was totally unexpected. It's one of the years. And uh, time now we're getting, that. yeah, we're getting like the first real to life, like super deep Warhammer 40k universe experience. Uh, this year, remember, I think I want to say 11, but nice. yeah, I know Merry Christmas to Co, dude. That might be I, the, I'm, uh, the final, like quote, big game of the year. Cause there's not much in December. Yeah. I think they originally wanted rebirth late December or something. Right. And that got pushed next year. So yeah, I maybe kind of like that. the last big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, early next year is also going to be crazy. Like yeah, the first 20, two 2023 months. is bleeding into 2024. Absolutely. Uh, no yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Lies P, play it. It's good. It's on Game Pass. Uh, Zeke mentioned a demo. It is no longer available on a demo. I don't know why. They, they took it they down. Took it down. I don't know if oh. this plan's coming up. But We're apparently still, we're still supposed to see Space Marine 2 this year, but everyone is, in, at this point, without a release date, people are thinking it's probably going to get pushed. Yeah, um, that would probably be like a be pretty wild at this point. I think the Steam, somebody just said the Steam page actually still says Space Marine 2, so hmm. we'll okay. see. We will see. Uh, Zeke, what have yeah. you been playing? What have you been up to? Oh, nothing. <laughs> you can skip me. <laughs> uh, no, I've been playing lots of stuff. I, I actually went back and played a game that uh, came out earlier this year. That's uh, been my my you know my main game. Uh, uh, Atomic Heart. Um, oh, hey, was was advertised to me as the Russian Bioshock, which mm-hmm. is not far from the truth. It really isn't. It's not as um, the the story of it is not as uh, engaging, I guess, exciting, whatever you want to call it. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good, but it, you know the, the Bioshock is kind of legendary as far as like how it relayed the story to you and what happens and blah blah blah. Um, but uh, it is really good, and it is um, they. I I like it. this one just completely slipped under my radar and uh it 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 has mixed like people have mixed feelings about it for lots of different reasons but man they did a great job building a world i'll say that like it is very you can obviously obviously see the um influences of things like bioshock infinite because one of like this is not very spoilery because it's like the intro in the game um you kind of you know, get in this uh, vehicle and you kind of like float backwards. Like it's a, it's a, a flying floating vehicle and you kind of float backwards and you see like, Oh, it's the, the land we are on are on like flying platforms. So it's very much like Columbia, you know, like in, in infinite. Sure. So you're uh, the whole, the whole story is based around, um, uh, um, uh, a fictional past historical fiction where Russia is the dominant um, um, uh, force as far as uh, science discoveries, inventions, robots, all that shit. Russia has like, like had this giant leap forward and has left everybody behind in the dust um, as far as like what they've created. And 
imagine that everything goes to shit <laughs> you know like just very very similar to like uh, like everything that happened in bioshock and all that kind of stuff it's like hey we're gonna build this society with everybody who's smart and good at their you know making stuff and, and then shit falls apart and um the basic the basic gist of it is or the premise is that it's you know we've created these automatons these robots whatever and they go haywire and it's that's what the basically like the game is is you like finding out why they went haywire uh battling them not like uh constantly in this in this land <clears throat> in the clouds and uh figuring out like who's responsible and then there's there's lots of like twists and turns like oh it's not this uh, and i'm not done with it yet so i'm uh, i'm finishing it on on tuesday um i thought it was I'm only gonna get one day of the ending yeah yeah um i thought i was gonna uh uh like only give it one day but man it's it was it's a lot better than i expected um huh. and it, it runs smoothly it looks great uh the voice acting is is you know it's it, i have it in english so it's not in the original russian so there's a little bit of you know lost in translation stuff happening L- little which makes critters. for Oh my god! That we made a drinking game <laughs> in my channel for that. Every time he says "crispy critters," you drink, right? Yeah. Um. And uh, I'm sorry, I was distracted by a comment. Is Zeke describing the game story to people who have already played it? Doom Drake, no, I'm ex- for people who haven't played it. That's yeah. why. That's what we do here. Have you never seen the show? <laughs> Anyways, um. Hey, so, yeah, I know. Uh. Uh, the web the weapon customizability is 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 fun it's there's a, not a bunch like there's not like a a plethora of weapons but there's a good amount of weapons with a good amount of customiz- uh, customization but the one of the good things and I always like it when games do this is there's no loss if you take a weapon and upgrade it you can break it down and get one to one materials back so you can just uh experiment with ones you like and I ended up uh not really liking the two-handed melee weapons. I ended up going for like the, the quick one-handed weapon. And then um, I just think, I think I just got the last blueprint for the last uh, weapon in the game. And uh, then you got, you like, you've done all your experimenting, you got your favorites, and then you just kind of rock and roll. Um, it's uh, very much like most of these RPG games where you pick up lore as you go along if you want to. Um, via you know computer terminals or whatever they call them uh via like um like they're, they're little like uh pocket watches but mm-hmm. they're like vocoders or whatever like vocal recordings stuff like that so you pick up stuff along the way um the one thing i do want to mention that is pretty unique uh is the looting system as far as you don't have to open every single drawer when it works it's really cool you do this like do the you do a handout thing and the tentacles come out uh, of your hand because you're you know you have implants a loot vacuum and yeah it's exactly you suck up all the loot so like when you point your hand at like uh, a big thing of drawers all the drawers like that you're pointing at they go and all of them open up and they fly to you so nope. like the looting system has become like you know it's it's kind of fun to do it it is a little like glitchy from time to time but it's uh, all in all it's really fun after playing probably 20 hours of Baldur's Gate where it was mostly me just looting things. I'd love a mod where I just walk into a room in Baldur's Gate and I just stick my hand out and get everything. 
the the loot vacuum idea is is frankly like looting QOL on overdrive. Yeah. It is, it is an awesome, awesome, awesome premise. I wish in Cyberpunk that after I've killed ten people you just do that. And then I have to go by and hit F on their corpse and their gun next to them. If I could just walk up, hold oh, down. Oh, you have F, to do the gun too. <laughs> Oh, everything. Oh, Starfield was nice because it included so, the gun in their body. Yeah. Yep. So huh. I, I think that that QL is something we could definitely see more of in games. I thought it was great yeah. as well. Yeah. Zeke, did you meet the fridge? What are your thoughts on the fridge? Dude, the sex fridge is <laughs> one of my <laughs> favorite. Fridge. Like, out of the blue, out of the clear blue sky, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a gritty, you know, uh, 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 not post-apocalyptic, but very, you know, like, look, look at the screen right now. It's like, you know, busted out, bombed out, like, kind of things. And then you meet this red, like, Coca-Cola fridge <laughs> that is just horny on Maine for an undiscernible reason. I don't know why they did it, other than it is fucking hilarious, and it's awesome. Um, it is so goddamn funny, like, to hear this, like, because the, the fridge is where uh, you... Uh, upgrade your weapons you upgrade your your not pla- not plasmids whatever those are called you upgrade those um your uh, uh um what's what's yeah. the, the, spells the, the, spells man they're spells what, no no the 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 macguffin material i can't remember what it's called it's um um i don't even remember myself the goop whatever the fucking goop is called um that's what you get like uh to uh upgrade your stuff uh, your 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 abilities rather than, like weapons you collect pieces uh polymers thank you that's what it is a polymer um and polymers you collect to upgrade uh your own stuff which you get like uh your standards like a lot of the standards like shock you get shock you get uh telekinesis you get uh, uh frost you get all kinds of like different stuff and that's what the polymers are for that and the pieces are for weapons um so you get it's a little bit of a customization uh, customizable gameplay loop um but like what is like i said what has kept me interested is the the world they've built and how they've really done a very good job of fleshing it out and make you feel like you're actually there and this is actually you know it's it's a believable environment even if the um <laughs> fucking lines dude it's supposed to be set in the 50s like you know uh fictional history 50s yeah and they they say some like like I don't know if it's a localization problem or if they like whatever, but they do some like anachronistic statements that's like get some or like like stuff that you would say <laughs> in like the nineties or the early two thousands. You're just like they weren't saying get some in the fifties, dude. Like they weren't saying it, and if they were, they were saying get some supper or something like that. You know, <laughs> they weren't saying like you know it's it's just a, a lot of colloquialisms that are out kind of feel out of place. Um, and the thing, I, I don't think it fits, but I, th- I fucking love it. And I hope I, I'm glad they left it in is this, the main character, he swears a lot for no reason. Oh yeah. He's very verbose. No I remember that oh, being yeah. a weird point of the game too. Like he, like he'll frequently use terms like scum fuck for like, just, just, <laughs> just a popular just a pepper in that vulgarity it's popular in the family. Why not, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it kind of it kind of pulls you out of immersion wise. It pulls you out a little bit, but it's it's funny enough and kind of like it's a little absurd that you kind of like, you kind of start digging it, which I did. Um, but yeah, the the game is great. I'm playing it on easy. 
uh, because uh, I wanted to. Because you're not a real gamer. That's true. Yes, I'm not a real gamer. And because um, I wanted to. I, I first One of the first questions I asked when I was booting up the game. Okay, we're going to play this. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Is the combat satisfying and like a star of the show? And almost unanimously, they're like, nah, not really. It's good. It's there. It's fine. But you don't need to. It's it's not it's not like technical enough to make it feel good to to win a tough battle. Mm. And I was like, okay, whatever. I so, remember uh, conversations with like Bullet Sponge uh, on harder difficulties. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I heard too. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm just gonna play it on easy then. And yeah. I have been, and it's been fun. And the thing is, like, there were a couple of uh, of bosses and, and encounters where I was like, man, I can't fucking imagine how this would be on normal or or hard. Christ, that would have taken me forever because even on easy, this guy was a pain in the ass. Um, so like, I'm glad I did it. And we're gonna actually like, I'm not stuck on you know a, a section for hours at a time. So I'm I'm actually I feel like I'm making steady progress. I'm gonna get through it uh, by the next time I stream it. And, try the um, DLC. Yeah. No, no. I'm just gonna do the main game for now. This game had DLC. Has it DLC? Has four planned. What? <laughs> I know. Weird, right? That's okay. I didn't know that. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently uh, the DLC has one of them is out, and three. Yeah, one of them out, three on the way. Yeah, exactly. So weird. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's it was it's it was surprisingly good, and it's on Game Pass, which is also nice. That always works. Always a plus. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Co. We talked about Mortal Kombat One. Uh, but we had both not finished it, and now we have both. Fi- you finished the game, right? I just want to. Okay, we I have did. finished the game. Uh, how the fuck do we talk about the end? This is this is what I will say about Mortal Kombat One. For the entire last half hour, I had the biggest smile on my face. God damn like, you did! Yeah, I can't. Right. I can't believe what I'm seeing. I can't believe that they did this. I can't believe I made a joke at one point. The next fight was like actually the joke. Like I was just, it was, it was amazing. It was so, and and I, and I begs the question, like, how are they ever going to top that? Like we, I have no, dude, I have, we said that at uh, 11. I remember we said that. That's true. That's time. true. That's true. And that's then, true. And then we got this. Yeah. So it's like, oh my Lord, dude, uh, do yourself a favor. If you, you have not already, well, this is a question actually we should maybe discuss. If value. you're only going to play the single player of Mortal Kombat, is it worth paying 70 for six why hours I didn't make of a story? Fox video? Yeah. Because like it's if you are just going to play Mortal Kombat for the story, it's incredibly hard to recommend it for that. It's six hours and it's a great six hours. It's a fun six hours. But man, I don't know if it's $60. Yeah. $70, six hours, like 10 bucks an hour. I don't know, dude. That's tough. It is. Now, if it's the kind of thing where you like single player stories and you're a fighting game player, it's almost like, yeah, it's a no brainer. Like you're going to get probably hundreds of hours out of the multiplayer if you like that stuff. And then the, 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 the story is just like a big, nice cherry on top of all that. So that's easy. But just for the main story, I don't know. I, I, I would have to say no. Yeah. From a, <clears throat> it has uh, like that. Uh, it has a second mode called an invasion. And I think that's about 10 hours of gameplay. And, and it's. Yeah. 
it's nowhere near the like cinematic story stuff that you get in the the main story mode, but it is more game if that's something you're looking to. But then that's you know, it's still sixteen hours uh, yeah. of, of game for a sixty or seventy dollar purchase. Um, but if you have played it, or rather you haven't played it and you want to. I think we could both say that that story fucking goes. <laughs> wow, does it go? God oh my damn. god, man! It like, is... like, whew. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when they came up with that, just to have been like, can we do that? Like, can we can we do this? <laughs> like, I I don't know, man. It's yeah. it's a wild wild ride. Uh, is there an easy mode that you can put it on to get through it to get absolutely? The story? Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You can just I I played it on medium. I was just on medium as well. Through it, yeah, just yeah. walked through it, and it was fine. It was it was super enjoyable. But man, it was. Whew, I something. had so I had one bug, Co, and it happened at the very end. Uh, and I'll talk around exactly why it was so detrimental, but you'll understand it. And for people that have played the end, will understand it. My FPS wasn't capped at sixty, and so. That only mattered in menus because it changed the rate at which my cursor moved with the FPS. And so when I went to choose something at the end, the cursor literally just went wild and the timer that's on the screen counted down at like 5x speed. And so I got basically completely rng'd <laughs> at one of the end game decisions like at the very last yeah. big decision essentially yeah. oh and, no and let's just say it was not a favorable thing that it chose <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no. and so instead of resetting i was just like nope this is how the game is gonna end this is what's going to happen. I hear you. And uh, at that point you're buckled up. You're I was in, buckled like, in. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And it oh, was yeah. great because it was stupid. That's it. It, it, yeah. it like oh, made the whole God, experience. It's so dumb. It made the experience that much stupid. Like the ending dumb. is so beautifully. Dumb. It was great. I know it's, it's, it's such a ride. Dude. I loved it's it. I loved ride. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I also got FPS in the, in the test your might sections. I had about like a second to get through those before it ended the countdown. Cause the FPS sped up the countdown. <laughs> So I had to like prep myself and do that and then hit the button and go through it. Yeah. It was, oh, it was man. good. Love it. I enjoyed Love it. it. I enjoyed it. It's uh, it's a wild ride that, uh, that mortal Kombat. Um, what oh, yeah. else is, uh, what else have you been playing? I, I'm still me and me and stripping, still doing the league of legends, still uh, well, knee deep in the league. Uh, I hit infinite and Marvel snap. So I'm good there. Finally. Congratulations. I'm now the 74,000 player in Marvel snap. That changes like every minute because people are, there's like a full on leaderboard once you get into infinite. Oh, wow. It's pretty sick. Yeah, man. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. I know Zeke's been playing some stuff, so we'll check in with him. What about, uh, what about you? I, Starfield? Cyberpunk? A lot of Starfield, uh, a lot of cyberpunk. Um, got a lot of cyberpunk this week. We're returning to Starfield and yeah, man, like that's, that's all the big stuff. That's all the big stuff. Any, uh, any sponsored stuff that you've been doing? I'm looking through your uh, Me and though. Dan played Trine 5 and Synced. Okay. I think we already talked about those. Just like, you know, random little games we were looking at there. And yeah. um, I don't think there's anything else. I'll scroll through this. My demo lines of P? Not yet. No, I've, I've, still got, I've still got a couple 
be at least a couple to a few hours of Liza P. And I am planning yeah. on finishing it because I loved it. Yeah. Uh, Zeke, what about you? I, I know you you do indie stuff. Uh, what do, what do you got on your? Oh, Dan and I. I'm yep. sorry. Oh. I don't, apparently, I don't know basic English grammar. I'm. I apologize. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. <laughs> uh, I did. Um, let's see. I did. Okay, indie date. Yep. Start. Oh, uh, last indie day we started off with a sponsor stream of an uh, a game that actually was released in 2017 um, called Shooting Saga that uh, has uh, they did a sponsor stuff for uh, their console release, so they're releasing it on all all the consoles. Um, and the I, I wanted to bring it up because it's actually I've played a few visual novel games uh, just. Uh, based on suggestions from the audience and stuff like that and this game stands out because it is a uh it still frames it's com uh, like a comic book panels but it moves so quickly uh as to keep like my it kept my attention throughout the entire stream which i was kind of like i hope it does um and it peppers in some like you know uh action stuff like um um god someone was comparing it to it's like it's like a, a dull version of sifu there it is it's like a, it's like a really like pulled back version of sifu where it's like it's like block dodge you know kung fu kung fu kung fu block dodge uh combo blah 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 um but uh it's really well drawn the panels like the <laughs> the story moves very very quickly the voice acting in it is Mwah! It's a, oh. it's a, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it's a Canadian company who made this game, uh, in a fictional world that is not China. Um, but it is based on China. Um, so this isn't, okay. this isn't like historical fiction or anything like that. It's a completely made up world. Um, but, uh, it's, it's modeled after, after the, whatever era in China, this is, um, the non gunpowder era, um, pre gunpowder era. Um, where everything is martial arts, kung fu, and 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 um, you know uh, hand to hand weapons. So, it, but uh, Tom Cruise it, the in voice, this is the last. Is, no, he's not. He's, he's not. He is okay. they thankfully that part not. Out. However, ever like almost every <laughs> character in, in the game, besides the main character who is played by uh, uh, the act, actor who played Lana Lang oh. in uh, uh, was it Lois and Clark? No, no, not Lois and Clark in Smallville. Smallville. Um, the 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 gal who played Lana Lang, um, or is it Lana Lena? Whatever. But she's the main character, and then every other character besides her is a fucking trope, and it's so fucking hilarious because like you see this like I called like a couple of them before they even started talking. I was like, oh, this guy's gonna come in, and he's gonna be the bad guy, and he talks like, and he immediately starts talking. I'm like, it's exactly what I thought it was. He talks like this exactly like I said. And then I looked at this other guy. I was like, "He's gonna be like the man." And he just like comes out. He's like, "Yeah, princess, you're never gonna get yeah, <laughs> It was fucking great. Um, but like the the main the 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 action parts of the game are like I, again, I played it on easy, so we could see lots of the game sponsor stream yada yada. But uh, the action of it wasn't a necessarily a standout. But it was um, it was satisfying once you learn this, learn how to do things. It's not a, a, a button mashing system that that uh, you can't just like you know mash buttons. 
you have it's a it's a very rhythmic fighter meaning like if you're going to do a combo it's not like you know you don't go x x y y x x y you go x x y y x to do yes exactly very rhythmic um and uh once you once you kind of get that down then it becomes like okay now i understand how to do this and how to beat beat up uh people and stuff like that well, yeah, I I enjoyed it and it moves like super fast, like I said. So it kept my attention, which I I wasn't sure if it was going to or not. Cool. Um, let's see. Uh, what was the next game I played? Oh, Bunny Graveyard was the next game that I played on uh Indie Day, uh, an episodic horror adventure about a bunny who seeks to find the horrifying truth behind her existence. Now, I only played this for about an hour and a half, but it definitely has the the uh, idea of being the subversive, uh, cute veneer with like a horror back, like horror behind it, um, like uh, a horror or a horror, horror, horror. Yeah. Okay, there's no whores horror. in the bunny grave yeah, horror. Yeah. yeah, it's like uh, like uh, this isn't like a Playboy uh, like, game, right? Like it's like, a... the, like the idea. no, 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 not Playboy bunnies. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> No, it has the like the subversiveness, like Pony Island or a um, um, Frog Fractions or something like that. Like you see something on the cover, and then it's like you see behind it, it's like all like you know, uh, sinister. It's all horror and suspense. It's all horrors all the way down. Got it's it. just one hundred percent prostitutes from from the beginning to the Is end. Is this a Unity <laughs> game or can I play? <laughs> <laughs> People asked me that during Indie Day and I said oh, I'm Robbie sure said I was cool until January 1st. Yeah. That's right. And I with the an, with pass. the announcement now that's been made like hopefully I'll be cool to play any game not on the new system and maybe even after they in- implement the new system everybody will be cool with it again. Sure. Um, because man, it is fucking hard to avoid Unity games as far as indie goes. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I said last week, like twenty of the last indie games I uh twenty I took twenty of the last indie games I played, eighteen of them were were Unity. It's insane. Yep. Sounds about right. But um yeah, the the uh, that's that's bunny uh the bunny graveyard, which I feel like it's not wouldn't be too long. Um, so I might go back and finish that someday. Um, ooh, the next game though, I do, I do really want to talk about uh, Life Life Gallery. Okay. Life Gallery is a it's a shorter game. Um, uh, it looks like I beat it in just under two hours, but it's price right. It's only three bucks, and it is if you know the Rusty Lake game series, um, it's a bit like that. But a bit more, um, I don't know. It goes. It goes towards the 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 horror. Not horrors again. Horror. It goes towards the horror. Uh, uh, um, weird, mysterious. There's a there's a touch of like sadness. Um, but it's 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 very strange. But the the, the thing I really liked about it was every like. It has four chapters, and within the within the chapters, there are these like mini games that you play, and they all have different mechanics, and you have to figure them out. It's it, there's a, a puzzle element to it to figuring out how to move on from one scene to the next, and they're all different. Some ranging from like kindergarten, like super duper dumb easy, to like you know kind of challenging. 
and it's gory and it's weird and it's very like um 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 it's drawn in a way that that makes you think it's going to be like maybe cute but it is not cute at all it is the opposite of cute um it has it has like uh you let me just i'll just say like one part in the very beginning like the second screen of the of the steam page has you as this right here this is the second like screen it shows you like this is you you're the one-eyed kid and this is your uh a conjoined twin and you have to separate yourself this is basically the story of the life of this one-eyed kid and his relationship with his brother and his parents and it gets fucking weird it gets gory if there's a little cult action in there and it was for good measure i loved it i absolutely loved it reggie keep that um, out of the thumbnail i don't want to see any uh like get that out of there <laughs> no and and flare flare knock is one of my favorite comments and and reggie's what, gonna be like the crew separates babies this week on Drop Frames. He's get, he's done some. Uh, he's he's gotten us in trouble. Um, <laughs> or he's got me in trouble with some uh, some advertisers. <laughs> but uh, any game that makes my makes my chat like repeat what the fuck is going on? What did I just walk into? Like I love games like that that do that because if nothing else. It creates a memory. It's memorable. Sure. And I love that. If a game can do that, the worst sin a game can commit is to be boring and forgettable. If you can at least, at the very least, make it something that I will remember, and I'll remember this game because it just it was weird. It was so so weird and gory and creepy. And it was a, sh- a relatively short experience. I loved it. I if you like that kind of what I've just described. This is a, a great game at three bucks and pretty for, good price. For whatever reason, you can get a demo. You can download a free demo. And the game like two <laughs> hours long? What? Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I completed it in less than two hours. Sure. Uh, 1.8 is what it says, but you can play a demo. Great. Put a demo out there. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, also, Reggie uh, sent me this. He said, We already have a thumbnail. I don't know if I, this probably gets some more trouble. Yep. The lies of drunk Phil. The lies of P.E.L. Phil. Great. Great. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Seek, what else have you been playing? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, uh, for those of you, I don't... Some there's some streamers out there like these games like I do, but like there's a new observation duty, oh, yeah? which is that is that paranormal game where you just like stare at like six cameras and and it's basically just spot the difference. Like yeah. what is different about this scene? And I look forward to them every time they come out because there's there's obviously there's been six of them, and all you do like all I do personally is let my chat involve themselves into like saying uh. Oh, in the lobby, that stool moved, and you're like, "I think that stool is always there. I'll give it. A, I'll, I'll, I'll try it anyways." And you, you hold the mouse down and creates a circle around it, and then I get to yell at chat and say, "That stool is always on the left side. It's always there. Pay attention if you're going to play with me." As and one it's just, should. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah. super fun to do that. 
Um, it's a good, it's a good, like if I have a half an hour, 45 minutes at the end of a stream and I'm, I want to fill some time, this is a great way to do it. And it's, it, it's, it's fun with, with audience interaction. And, uh, <laughs> uh the thing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, great way to get out some stress at the end of a day, you know? Yes. True. Uh, I'm just waiting for because uh, they they have I I guess they have said that, that a hard mode is coming, uh, and that's because we kind of like we didn't like there's a couple of levels that we had to do over again, but for the most part it's it was pretty easy, you know, going the first time we did it through. So I'm waiting for the hard mode to come out so we can play them again when it's actually like you know because you have to survive for six in-game hours, which is. I'm not sure exactly how long it is, but you can see like the minutes tick down. It's definitely not right, six uh, on, real the, hours. on the bottom left. So like a minute is like a little over a second, maybe two seconds, something like that. Yeah. So like you have to do six in-game hours, uh, and if you, as long as you don't accrue too many anomalies, then you then you live, you win, you win the level. Uh, if you accrue like four, they give you a warning. They're like, "There's too many anomalies." And then if you get your fifth one, game over. So that's how, that's the basic gist of the game. Um, the reason why I like it so much and it's so much fun, not only with because of you know Twitch uh, audience interaction, but because like um, it's not just objects. Sometimes they have like ghosts and intruders and like people doing like weird wacky shit. Um, it can be it can be creepy and it can be funny at the same time, and uh, yeah, I played through all of them, so they're doing something right. And it's it's, it's not terribly expensive if I remember correctly. Cool, twelve bucks. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah, this game's popped yep. up. Oh, there's the- huge man, huge man. <laughs> you found him. Uh, this game's yeah, popped a, up. He's on- a trope or a meme throughout the entire like observation uh, last few observation games. Huge man is something like we have looked forward to. Like when the game came out, I was like, I hope huge man's in it. And there he is. You found him. You found him. Uh, I think your community has bled over into mine in terms of uh, trying to get me to play this for community day. Cause it, it pops up pretty much monthly as one of the, uh, the games that people can vote on, but it has not won yet. So I have okay. not uh, danced with this just yet. I think I'm going to, oh, it's pretty yeah. chill. It's just, it's just, it's mouse only. So, I it's think, pretty easy. I think this what am I Holo Cure, the the VTuber vampire survivor oh. game. I think that's what's gonna win this month. And Oh, for your community game, gotcha. Yeah. Armored Core Six could win though, so I could finally check that. Out. Oh, dude, that game's great. <laughs> yeah, I might check it. It's actually great. Or yeah. Holo Cure. Holo Cure's Oh, Holo Cure, save the fans. Yeah. It's ahead by ten I votes see. at the moment, so we'll see what happens. You can go vote if you want. It's nice little plug. It's uh, it was on my list, but I saw anytime I see a game that's free, it's super sus. Like it's like <laughs> fuck, it it's a free play game, which for, means it's uh, crap or it's our it's MTX. Yeah, I don't know, Co. If it does, I think that there's and there isn't it a VTuber vampire survivor though? Isn't that what? Enough, that is? I've actually heard it's pretty good. Yeah, so, no, I've heard it's it's you know, that for what it is. It's oh, overwhelmingly positive. Twenty thousand people. That's why it's a fan game. Yeah, that's why because they're probably using copywritten like stuff. Like, yeah, Hollow like Live Indonesia games, like, is here. Yeah, yeah. That's there you go. Okay, okay. That's the latest thing. Uh, 
I forgot. I completely forgot this. It's relevant to us and also Rami, funny enough. Uh, they announced a new EDF at Tokyo Game Show. Uh, they put out a trailer for it. Oh! Yeah. Uh, really? So we got to do that. We might have to get Rami on there. Uh, it is... The trailer is the campiest thing I have ever seen. <laughs> even for EDF. Like, it's 100% the point. Yeah, though, even it? for like yeah, EDF, it's like, man, they know what they're doing. Like they, they get this, uh, this thing. The trailer ends halfway their through. Audience. Yeah. The trailer yeah. ends halfway through and then the Marines sing to you, uh, on the other half. There we go. So, that is perfect. Yeah. Earth defense force is, uh, if you don't know what EDF is, yeah. it's we've it played it in the past. It's an it absolutely insane game. So, um, cool. I'm doing my part. You are, you are indeed. Any other stuff we need to game wise bring up? Kind of, I think that's kind of everything. <coughs> I, got I played Indiana Lee. Jones and the Last Crusade, <laughs> that old fucking point and click game from 1997. Does that hold up? I mean, it's yeah, it's a point and click from Lucas Arts. Okay, uh, which which means there was like there was a couple of parts where I had to I had to ask for help because I mean point and click games it's it. it it would be weird if there wasn't at least one or two or several points in the game where it was just like, oh, you got to put the snake in the drink to get the cloud to rain, you know, that shit. Naturally. And there was obviously. a couple of moments. Yeah, there was a couple of moments moments in there where I was like, what the fuck do I need? Oh, and this pixel hunt. There's a pixel hunt moment in there, too. Just like you got to know which to click on and what's not background and what is. There's a couple of them, but it honestly, it was a lot of fun to just go through it. They have to, they adhere to the movie mostly. Um, they do elongate some parts and completely skip over some parts. Um, but th- like they hit a lot of the beats from the movie and it was fun to reminisce about like how great uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is. And I got to put on my, my Sean Connery, like my army will be the rocks and the trees and the birds in the sky. Um, remember my Charlemagne, but it was fun to do that shit and talk about how great, like it's my favorite Indiana Jones movie by a good margin. You don't like the new ones? Those are my favorite. I have not seen the newest one. I saw Crystal Skull and I, I wasn't like, <laughs> I wasn't up in arms about it. Like a lot of people were like, I never saw the new it's one. Probably, it's probably, it's, it's, I would say it's for sure. Like the lowest one, like the, my least favorite on the, of the series is, but it's not by no means. Is it a terrible fucking movie? Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, I can you even watch that new one yet? I don't even know if it's out of theaters. I'm so behind yeah, on I movies. I, all I do now is just watch One Piece, and that's a fucking problem. I don't watch anything else. <laughs> it's just no. But the thing is, like, I, I, I got seven hundred like, more fucking episodes to get through, and I hate my life. <laughs> I understand how people uh, like get really protective of of uh intellectual properties that they really like a lot and they don't like to see them but i don't have i very very seldom i can't even think of one off the top of my head of an intellectual property character story whatever that i have that much reverence for that a new uh, like a new story added onto it would make me oh like ups like upset yeah we call that pulling a 76 was that is that yours <sighs> what what is what is your cardinal sin of liking a game <laughs> i'm trying to think what mine is i maybe kingdom hearts oh i i'd say oh, i love it 
You, well, when you say cardinal sin, do you mean like in terms of uh, what? What's the game like that the you ones? enjoy and will defend to your your death, but other people will oh. always fight you on type deal? Or it doesn't even have to be a game; it could be any any IP. Oh man, um, there's uh, like now, are we talking guilty pleasures, or like, are we talking yeah, about yeah, like it's, it's this game of, is actually good? Because Kingdom, like, are you saying are you saying that it's the kind of thing where you you argue it's good, but most people think it's bad? Yeah. Yeah. Outward. Okay. Really? I thought Outward had a pretty cult I following. Absolutely love Outward. Well, Ex- I guess exactly. that's the thing. Cult yeah. following. Exactly. <laughs> so Dumbass. funny enough, I think cult following kind of plays <laughs> into what you're talking about. But yeah. uh, you know, like Outward I think is a good example. Games like Outward. You know, I'm I have a lot of games that I think have really good fun things in them, but people would argue are garbage. I would say Elix I'll say it for you. Elex Elex, Elex one. Elix two. Elix one was another good example. Yeah. Um, for sure, I, don't I like. Know. I was a. I really liked Final Fantasy 15. I know a lot of people absolutely hated that one. Oh, people said it's the worst, the worst in the franchise. I, I liked Mass Effect Andromeda. I'll um, say here's my answer for you because of how much disdain I have for this game. Okay, Days Gone. <laughs> oh, I like. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I like Days Gone. You really I enjoyed mean, Days Gone. I thought I it was a lot of fun. Hated Days I did. Gone. I did. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I did not it took like me that it game. took me a long time to get into it but i ended up really liking it yeah yeah i think uh our oh god damn how do you say this name uh oh reciprocal said uh andromeda aspects andromeda yeah oh i would say that i would say like Sammy andromeda. i played it i played it before i heard anything about it i was like that was pretty good and everybody's like this is fucking terrible like it's not though it's not it's not that bad it's really not that bad if you played it on it had a lot of issues on release um that they thankfully fixed up pretty quick but you know it uh it it had some yeah i don't know i mean okay okay okay, this that but that's the thing like i i have been doing indie day for however long and like technical shit is i have a huge forgiveness for like if the mouth doesn't match it's like it's funny to me it doesn't it doesn't necessarily lessen my enjoyment of the game if there are glitches or it seems like it's not 100 percent polished or 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 even made well like that doesn't, yeah. th- doesn't much bother me the it's the story and the gameplay that really get me and it had those it had good story I, and gameplay for me i agree I think with andromeda it was the dichotomy between it not being that good of a game and having all that stuff you're talking about and the fact sure. that it was the next Mass Effect. I think that's where the real breakdown was. It's one thing to expect that from like an indie company or, you know, a, a, a company's first game kind of thing. But the fact that that was all that stuff you're talking about was in the next Mass Effect game, I think was driving people crazy. Yeah. Like, because yeah. everyone knew the company could do 10 times better. They just didn't. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was a, it was a mismanaging of expectations. Makes sense. And if you're fine with that kind of game, like me and you are, it's kind of like, yeah, it's still, you know, fine game. There's some, had some of the best companion side quests, in my opinion, out of the franchise. There's some good stuff in there. But, you know, if you were expecting a Mass Effect game, it was kind of garbage in a lot of ways. <laughs> so, in, uh, uh, moving, moving to a different, I'm sorry, moving to a different topic before I forget. Uh, I want to play party animals and I want to play with people. Do you guys have any interest in that at all? <laughs> Party animals it. was all over Twitch for for a little bit. I would say it still is. Yeah, uh, we can play whenever. Yeah, 
I'm done. I am unfortunately taking with cyberpunk and stuff right now, but later at some point I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely down. It looks everything I've seen of it looks super fun. So definitely. When are we going to do that dark urge run? (laughs) Me? Yeah, me and you. We're going to do that dark urge run. Oh, oh, yes, we are. We are. Uh, I don't know. We need to at some point, though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, the more time we can give Baldur's Gate, the better, because that team, oh my God, dude, you want to talk about a team like committed to making their game perfect. They're releasing like giant patches every two weeks. Thousands and thousands and thousands of bugs getting fixed all the time. Yeah. It's, uh, it's wild, dude. Here's uh, th- this for me. I think everyone has their own personal uh, barometers on like if a game is good or bad and how good a game is. My wife started a second playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3 last night. She does not play games a second time, let alone a day after finishing it. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> that game is. Good game. So, yeah, that, that says a lot uh, for me uh, with, with where Baldur's Gate is. And I'm so proud of her. Somewhat jealous. <laughs> I'm somebody. Well, here's Co. Here's the crazy fucking part. She got through Act One in five hours. What? Yeah, she didn't know what was like the game, and so she just oh. did the main quest and was like, "Oh yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm, I'm in like uh, Act Two, I guess." And I go, "But you just started yesterday." And she's like. Well, yeah, I went to the Druid, and then they told me to go to the Goblins, and then after that, I went uh, westward. Oh, and I'm like, what? Well, the to fuck? be fair, you do you do pick up the main quest like pretty goddamn quick if you don't talk to anybody else. Yeah, she last night she texted me and she goes, "Oh my god, I found the Bones guy," and I go, "What do you mean?" And she goes, "Yeah, I found Bones in a dungeon. I didn't realize that's where he's at." I'm like, wait. What? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Pretty important it. part of your camp system. And you just kind of overlooked it. Well, I love yeah, it. I love yeah. It. She's just like, yeah, hey, he just showed up in my camp generally. Uh, I didn't know how he was there. So it's crazy. I love it. It's wild. Anyways, uh, let, let's wrap. Let's uh, let's call it a show. Uh, we're filling for time. Um, next week, what do we got going on? Probably Cyberpunk. Probably finish up Liza P. We'll have final thoughts on that for me and mm-hmm. Co. Um, we'll, we'll rope in a guest. There's no big releases out this week besides Cyberpunk, right? Nope, that's Cyberpunk. Yeah, things are are kind of slowing down, and then middle of October they speed up, which is got, uh, just fine. Yeah. Oh my god, it's been wild for sure. Woo! Uh, Spider Man Two on October twentieth, and then City Skylines Two as well uh, on the twenty fifth. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, those are right next to each other. Yeah. So. Looking forward to those. Let's do some shout outs. Oh yeah. There's also super Mario wonder for Nintendo. I think that comes out the same day on the 20th. Uh, the new, the new Mario game. Let's do some shout outs. Zeke, what do you got going on? Where can people check you out? Yo, what's up everybody. Thank you very, very much for tuning in. Uh, thank you to Co and JP for being awesome. Co-hosts every weekend for the past 17 years. We've been doing this show. My name is Ezekiel the third. You can find me at or slash other way at or slash. It's a mirror. Uh, Ezekiel underscore I I I on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube and Ezekiel the third all spelled out on Instagram and TikTok. Um, <clears throat> I am going to be finishing up atomic hearts on Tuesday. And then I don't know what I'm playing after that, but we'll figure it out. Maybe maybe we do that Liza P thing. We'll see. Uh, but direct directly after this, so in 10 minutes, 
Um, we will be firing up uh, the third episode of Blade Runner Electric Dreams, which is a uh, the Blade Runner tabletop role-playing game that I'm a part of. I just got this in the mail. I got the Blade Runner role-playing game core rules book. So <clears throat> looking forward to that. It's a really great show. We got uh, we just had a, a bombshell drop uh, on us last week, and we're figuring out what we're going to do with it. Uh, if you want to know who's in the show, it's it's Pumpkinberry is GMing. It's uh, me, Wax Steven, uh, Aaron, Black, and Elspeth are in the uh, the cast, the four person cast with uh, rotating uh, NPCs here and there. But yeah, should be great. It's been a blast so far, and I can't wait to to get back into it. But yeah, if you want to check me out, I'm on 10 a.m. Pacific every day except Monday. Thanks for watching. Awesome stuff, Co. Do some shout outs. Absolutely. Hi, everybody. My name is Co. As always, big thanks to JP and Zeke. Another fun week. Uh, tomorrow at 8 a.m. ET, a day early, we're going to be taking a look at Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Extremely excited to do this. I'm hearing great things about it. Our character is just about to be wrapped up. We'll actually be returning to that tonight, probably around 7 p.m. Get a final couple hours in. I would love to complete the Judy quest line. I don't know if we're going to have time to do that. We're going to try to get like a bunch of crafting stuff, get all set up so we can just dive in. Probably at least a few days of all day streaming. And, uh, and see everything that Phantom Liberty has to offer. So if you would like to join us tomorrow at 8 a.m., I'd love to see you there. On that note, I don't see you on the channel. I will see you next week here on Drop Frames, and thanks for watching. Awesome stuff. That's it. Like I said, we'll grab a guest most likely for next week. Maybe someone who's been uh, playing Cyberpunk. I think we wanted to try to get someone that's played Cyberpunk for the first time, but that might be hard. I wonder if... Uh, I know some Cyberpunk, people... Cyberpunk, Liza P, or Starfield. Yeah, I know... Did Burke? I wonder if Burke finished Cyberpunk the first time through. Ooh, I don't know. Also, be fun to get Dan back on. Yeah, we might just get Dan. And, yeah, I like yeah, and Dan. Dan's a good guy. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll just hit up Dan. I thought about having him on this week, but I've, I have not yet really heard. Now that he's kind of done with it, his thoughts on Starfield as a Bethesda fanboy that'd be <coughs> interesting to hear. Yep, yep. I'll uh, I'll hit him up. I was going to ask him to be on today, but I was like, is thirty minutes too little time to be on the show? <laughs> <laughs> then you know then the show started and it was too late anyways that's it we'll probably try to get dan on for next week thank you so much for watching drop frames you can find the vod in about 45 ish over at youtube.com majp or you can grab it on podcast platforms where available we're out of here we'll see you next week another episode sunday 1 p.m eastern have a good one bye-bye